everybody and welcome back to There Will Be Dungeons at therewillbedungeons.com with me Scott Johnson, Bo Schwartz, John Jagger, Kristen Ashton and of course Kyle Ferguson and we're here again to play Dungeons and Dragons in our ongoing and epic campaign. Before we get too far I'd like to read an email from a listener. He sent this by going to the website therewillbedungeons.com and clicking on the contact link. It's from Jared and Jared says his subject line a big thanks his message hey TWBD crew just wanted to give a big thanks to you guys. Ever since Hope recited the incantation in the new episode, there's been an evil tiefling living in my basement. Also, <laughs> a good note uh, for you guys. Or sorry, a good note to you guys for providing such great entertainment. I never played or got into D&D when I was younger, but this show has made me want to start. Pharrell's views on everything are amazing. Keep it up. Your friend in Jesus Chrome, Jared. Well, thank you, Jared. We appreciate that very much. Actually, that might be a slightly older episode where uh, we got the incantation from uh, from Kristen, but it still is in our heart even up to the, till this day. Uh, so thank you for that. If you want to send your own in, go to the website and send it. Therewillbedungeons.com. Before today's shenanigans begin, we turn the microphones toward Kristen, who will sum up last week's events. Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, there was mumbling. Stanley silently snuck to spy a small shape, soft head by Soberket. Going for a grab, noise was noticed in the hearty hostile hide, jazzing Jolt to jump in with her jesters. Eight guns now aimed, Stanley was commanded to call his compatriots to come. Arriving, then arrested, they lacked the leverage to do anything but listen to Jolt's locution. She had received reports through a radio they had ransacked, relaying their every resolution. Then Buttons bounced in, proudly proclaiming his penchant for promoting the principal. As a final blow, Monsoon Cabbage called in, crying out a command for Pod to perform. Wasting no wiles, the no-name nasties were nailed, leaving only the fink feline, a jostled jolt, and a perplexed Pod. Confused and concerned, the pixie's potency popped. Bigger and bigger she became until a behemoth bellowed, gnawing for Nash. The war was on. Stanley switched to his symbiote and erupted Eldritch Blasts while driving damage with diplomacy. Nash enlarged the lizard, poked Jolt with pot shots, and hid from his heated hulk. Burrell vaulted at the very large villain, transforming into lizard, a lizard lounge for a length. Hope hunted Jolt, Tedna tried but took a bursting bullet to the belly. Battleworn and bruised, the bunch laid low the lawless. Buttons bifurcated with a blow from Varel. Hope, bloodied and battered, drove her dagger into the downed and damaged demon of a woman. Pod, however, persisted until Nash knew what she needed. Collecting courage, he held a hand to the harried Hercules. Pod paused, pondering the platitudes of her only partner. Now rejoin our heroes as they contemplate the consequences of the culmination of their victory over the monsters they met and murdered within the very fortress of the Teat. Ah, well done as always. All right, Bo. Tall glass of water sits before you. Begin drinking it. You're in a stone basement keep room. You've just finished combat. In front of you, Nash, is the large, I'd say about 12-foot-tall version of Pod. You're holding her hand. You have your hand reached out, and you're holding hers. Bok-Bok is sitting atop her head. Hope is crouched on the ground above Jolt's body, holding one arm down and 
carving into her face with a knife. Pharrell is still large size, standing above Jolt and Hope, having just sliced buttons in twain. Stanley's hiding somewhere in the shadows. Or Diantalus, I should say. He's somewhere hiding. There, uh, There's ale all over the floor. Um, there are lot, many pieces of wood, broken splinters of the many barrels that were broken through this combat. Nash, Pod's eyes are lost in yours. As one of the last things you said was, the sun's getting real low. All right, I want Pod's to. Uh, staring at your eyes. I want oh. to continue toward her. Uh, slowly. And I'll say, Pod, look at me. Look at me. It's all done. She looks now. at you silently, as if mesmerized. It's all done. You don't have to fight anymore. Hold my hand. I'm so angry, she says. It's not you. You're not actually angry. Just let it just let it pass. I promise everything will be fine and you'll be safe. But look at my hands! And she she raises another hand, not the one that's holding hers. They're so big! <laughs> that's a very accurate pod with a deep voice thing you just What's said. happened to me? <laughs> look at these hands. And I remind her that I'm covered in pox and awful sores and oozing pussy tumor-like lesions on my hand. It's okay. It's fine. I'm your friend. We can get you back to the way you were. Hold my hand. Touch my hand. She's holding her hand and staring at you. And then Bakbaka has been observing your conversation, looking at you and looking at her and looking at you. And every now and then his lips recede back, exposing his teeth. Do I, he, is he making a sound or anything, or is he just sort of doing that? He's not making a sound, but he looks like he's he, basically looks like he's hesitating, like he's about to hit her, and then just keeps waiting, or maybe bite her. As he, he's, he's like he's he's sitting on top of her head, like holding on top, and she's sort of enraptured with you, so she's not noticing, but he's like moving his head down to maybe bite her eye, and then right. moves back. I very carefully, without breaking eye contact with with Pod, I say, Varel, could you please do me the honor of asking our friend to leave her head and calm down? I will. Uh, I guess I've shrunk over this course of conversation. Yeah, it lasts <laughs> a minute, so you, okay. you revert to normal seven-foot size. Cool. Uh, I will lower, I will look at Hope, noting that she is enjoying her pumpkin carving contest, and I will head over and pick up the piece of buttons, the, the bottom half, and say, bok bok, fresh, and throw the bottom half towards, halfway across the room towards Pod, landing about 10 feet out, and I'll pick up 
the head, upper body half of buttons. In the, he, looks at, he looks at Pod, and he looks at you, and he looks at Pod, and then he jumps down on the ground and runs over to the to the button's corpse and begins... He sticks his... He sort of picks it up like a big... I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of the food that you would pick up, but he, like a watermelon, basically. He just sort of picks it up, and he puts his face into it, and he starts... And little pieces of viscera fly out from either side of his cheeks as he's got like a bloody sort of circle around his mouth. And he bites into the cat's body. Uh, seeing Varel pick up the upper half of Buttons, Dientalis is going to walk out. I will be needing that, Varel. What, sorry, which do you pick up? I, I missed. Uh, the upper half of Buttons. Varel said he's holding it. So. Okay. I well, which, he threw it on the ground for Bok Bok. Yeah, and then I picked up by the scruff the other half, so I've got the upper half in my hand. Yeah, the bottom half's being devoured. Okay. Gross. So he sliced it from mouth to tail? So it's like like a lengthwise half, not a top and bottom half. Oh, Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, ripped in half. Okay. Yeah, I thought he was just getting the butt. (laughs) In that case, I blast the ground next to Bok Bok. Move away, filthy vermin. You blast it with what? Eldritch Blast near Bok Bok. Okay. You fire, you fire it at the ground. Bok Bok goes, and he looks at you and he starts to rear up with a punching motion. He's got his hand over his fist. Uh, you know, um, who does that? Bu- bu- uh, actual bubble style. <laughs> He's oh, bubbles. From Trailer Park Boys. He's got his hand over his, his head from the back like this and he sort of raised it up and. He makes an aggressive stance towards Diantalus. Try He's hovering it. over it. I He's gesture diplomacy back into my hand and start walking towards the corpse. He's yelling at you. And he points at Varel. by the shoulder and sort of just steady him but not move him all right it seems we have a contest for this pile of fresh he can have the scraps that he deserves when i'm done with it i'm gonna go over to the corpse i'm going to reassemble it as much as can be done for a split cat okay uh place my hand on the head of buttons and I'm going to pull all the mana energy I can from the corpse. Okay. All right. I see what you're doing. So, um, you want to describe to us what it looks like or would you like me to? Uh, so Diantalis kneels over the body. He's huddled it together as best he can. He has, placed his hand over, his eyes begin to flicker silverish-bluish energy, and his hands do the same. And you can see the blood near, you know, where the wound is start to flick almost like tendrils into his hands, almost like they're connecting, like veins sprouting into his fingers. And then he sort of trembles and maintains that sort of glow for a minute, and you see Button's body shrivel and lose color and form 
to some degree. And then okay. it splits apart. The vein, the blood veins turn to dust, and Diantalus stands, his eyes glowing. All right, so I'm not sure what to call this yet, but add six to your... Add six to a, tra- a thing we're going to start tracking. Six, what should we call it? Your... Life Ooh. points? Arcane, arcane energy, we'll say for now. All right. Sacred canopic jars. Yeah. All right. Bok um, Bok looks at the corpse. Goes. <laughs> he looks. He says Varel to use it. Unappetizing. <laughs> gross. Fancy men make gross. That Bok Bok. He's yelling at you insistently. Standing there, not looking at Bok Bok, watching this take place with a look of disgust on my face. And I'll turn Bok Bok and myself around and say, well, there's always the original fresh. And start heading towards where Tedna was laid low. <laughs> the original fresh. <gasps> okay. So you make your way to Tedna. You see that Tedna's right side has been exploded open. You see rib cage. You see he's he's sort of there, unconscious. But you see breathing. He's awake. Well, more resistant than I thought. Uh, looking back at the room and Hope carving and Nash hulking and Diantalus being the only one with any heal spell, I'll just kind of sigh and perform a medicine check of my own. <laughs> you, you perform a medicine check to do what exactly? Uh, well... To the extent of damage? I, I mean, yeah, and do whatever I can to, you know, plug a hole. Okay, so um, you do roll your medicine check. Nine. Okay. As far as you can tell... Uh, the gash in his side is beyond recovery and his time on the earth is limited. You could fill it up with something, but this person just needs time to die. Mm. So, like, the, the whole side is open, so you see rib cage, you can see his insides, you can see there. It's just, you can still see he's breathing. And as you fiddle about his body to do an investigation, shadow looms over you, Tedna's eyes open up. He goes, Hope! 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 Where's Hope? He looks at you and goes, Where's Hope? She's Where's lying. Hope? You should be concerned for yourself now. <coughs> he coughs up blood as blood just splurters out. Hope! Dying Talus, if you have gathered any magics from your digestion, Tedna's still alive. Then put the cur out of his misery. There's very little I could do for him. I want to see hope. Uh, I want to make a... <laughs> I, I will stand and I will point at Diantalus. And I will say, your body is days from self-sacrifice. If you let this fall, Stanley may 
take his life into his own hands. You deserve it to Stanley to save this man. Honestly, I don't even know what the magic that I would do would do to him. He's missing vitals. It's meant to stop people from slipping into death's grasp. It's not a miracle. Worker. Release your control, Diantalus. You know Stanley can save this man. It would take more time than this man has to get Stanley back here. Then I require candles, wax, now. Is this Bok 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 really the most pressing and... thing at the moment? If you haven't noticed, we still have a rampaging companion that hasn't been dealt with. Don't Nash, I'm dealing with, with, with Pod. I'm dealing with it. Hope. Where's Hope? Hope's clearly in her own little world, so unless someone goes to rouse her from her, her torture spree. Did Bakbak have a candle? What was he doing in his loincloth? Actually, I don't think he doesn't speak common, so I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> he was looking at his loincloth. Oh, okay. Don't, you, don't, you don't know why. It's unrelated. If it will put your mind at ease and put you more in the moment, I can do what I can do best. I'll cast Spare the Dying on Tedna, though I have no idea what that does to a guy with half a stomach. For the dying, just just uh, does saving throw saves, right? Right. Like it, 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 it automatically wins them, basically. Yeah, he stabilizes essentially. Yeah, spare the dying becomes stable. Interesting. Well, you can stabilize a person, I think, but if they don't receive the healing they need, then they will eventually die. So, uh, Diantalus casts his magic. Um, comes close. I think it's a touch range on that thing. Yeah. yeah. You, you sort of touch the body and almost like this bluish glow um, covers the area where the wound is and sort of looks like it's holding it through magic in place. But the magic, you know Dientalus, the magic is temporary until real healing is received. Uh, There's only a limited amount of time that this will be an effective staver of offer of death. It buys him time, nothing more. Now, I feel so cold. Can we focus on Pod? I'm focusing Where's on hope? Pod. Don't touch her. I've got this. Pod, look at me. I want you to close. Yes, Nash. I want you to close your eyes for a second, and I want you to breathe, and then look at me again. I want you to calm down. Someone did this to you. It wasn't us. It wasn't me. And I know we can bring you back. Just stay with me. And I kind of start I'm with to you. Ash. My eyes are closed. I kind of. She is a weapon that our enemies are using against us. Dispatch of her. I whip my head behind me where Stanley's standing, and I, my eye flares red and hot. Don't touch her. I need time. You'll not end her life this day. Go take it out on Tedna. I could give two shits about him. But don't touch her. And I turn back. And I continue to try to 
solve this problem amicably with our uh, pixie friend. Where's Hope? Pharrell, where's Hope? She's here. She's alive. Hope! Conserve your strength, Hope! Edna. He starts yelling out pitifully. You fought as a warrior. Have some composure. <laughs> he stops yelling. I have to see her. I don't think I'm gonna make it. You will make it, Diantalus. And if Diantalus is watching Pod, I want my snout to like slide in by his ear. With my little little lizard lips, I whisper, Are you so ravenously hungry that you cannot spare Pod now? Is this to be the death of our party? It already was. She betrayed us. He's useless. Everyone that you have put faith in has betrayed you. Everything I told you was going to happen has happened. And furthermore, we're not alone. There's still another one behind the barrels. If you need something to busy yourself with, why don't you go deal with him? Looking at Nash, I'll whisper, Sun's getting real low, Diantalus. <laughs> it's time for Stanley to come out. You feasted. You need him. <laughs> and I will feast again as soon as Nash learns his lesson and deals with Pod. She didn't betray us! Really? No! So you think we should walk around with something that turns into a killing machine as soon as one of our enemies wills it? Have you learned nothing about what just happened? Diantalus, there's an old story. If a man goes into the desert and finds a tortoise, that tortoise is a tortoise. But if he shits on the shell of that tortoise, that tortoise becomes a <laughs> shitty turtle. And did, he, did the turtle ask for it? No! Someone shat upon our pixie and turned her into something she's not. It wasn't her choice. It was never her choice. This isn't her. This is someone else's doing. And I refused to abandon her because she was the victim of something else. She didn't she didn't do this on purpose and you know it. Nash. <laughs> give yourself, go ahead and give yourself some inspiration for that. That's beautiful. <laughs> I have never been so disappointed that someone wasn't crushed right before my eyes as I am right now. If you all choose to learn no lesson from this, so be it. But it's not my job to save every single one of you every time you refuse to learn. He's making me angry, Nash. No, look at me. Don't listen to him. She's her eyes sort of dart between you and Diane. No, no, look, look at me. Don't look at him. That's not even. That's not even our normal friend, Stanley. That's show them what you are, Pod. Her head starts to shake, and veins start to swell up in the sides of her temples. In Sylvan, I say, show them what you really are, Pod. He's confusing me, Nash. I say, He's making me really angry. Right, so are you intending any effect with that? Um, I'm seeing she's getting riled up, so yeah, okay. I'm intending to continue to agitate her. Well, Nash is going to take that as a sign that maybe he has something to do with this. So have Make him roll his thing. Roll. Yeah. Uh, 17. 
tire than I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Just give me a moment, please. Okay. Um so she does clearly get agitated by what she says to you. She goes, Nash, I'm getting angry. No. I've never been this angry. I don't know what to do. I want to punch your face. I'm going to... Clearly what, what uh, Diane Talis said has agitated her. I'm going to look at Varel with pleading eyes and say... Varel, I don't ask much of you, but could you please keep Diane Talis at bay for just a few minutes? I need to work this out. Remove him from this space. Take him out of the lines, uh, out of the eyesight of this creature. We're not going to do this with him here. It won't work. We've just finished fighting. Do we want to fight more? We need to get her back to her true form. I want to fight Nash. Pod. Calm down. Breathe slowly. It takes so little, Nash. Such a small push. And this is what you want to invite along with us. What you want to sit beside. What you want to plop down on your shoulder and share a little ride with. Um, I'm going to whip around and cast sleep in the direction of Diantalus. Oh. Go for it. I'm going to try to knock him out. Go for All it. Right. I don't want to hurt what him. Level you what level you can? Okay. Level um, one. So before you do this, because uh, there's no surprise <laughs> around here, who's who, uh, you guys have to roll initiative, unless you're letting this happen. Uh, I will let it happen. Oh, no. Great. Okay. It means he's got some magic shit. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to... Whip around and I'm going to cast at what, it. At what level? At, at Varel's level. making Varel's making all these faces as he casts a spell. He's like, is this Varel or is this Kyle? I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to cast it at level one because I'm trying to minimize potential other victims. Remember, you have to roll as so. Second level, I think, is the minimum level. For sleep. No, I can do first it's level. A level. It's a level, it's a one, level spell. one spell. Yeah, is it? Oh yeah. Oh my bad. Yeah, I have a level one. I've had it since the since we started. I just never used yeah, it. Yeah, you have had it since the beginning. Okay, I'm just trying to figure out where you get the extra sleep. So basically, uh, let's see, creature's magic spell. I roll 5d8. The total is how many hit points the, the creature's spell can affect. Uh, creatures within 20 feet of a point you choose within range are affected in, in, in ascending order of their current, current hit points. I really only want to hit him. So my goal would be... Okay, it is level one. Sure. All right. My goal would be to toss so it So you right. get an additional 2d8 for each spell slot above the first. Right, gotcha. that's correct. Okay, cool. Um, so you're casting at first level, so you cast it at 5d8 level. Yep, single 5d8. Or no, sorry. Well, 5d8s <laughs> total. That's what I mean. Okay, Single five dice. Wait, a single... Five die, right? It, no, no. Just roll five d8. Yeah, five d8. <laughs> I just, you threw me off there. Yeah, uh, that's a total of twenty-two. All right. Um, so he sends his hand out. Uh, do you say anything funny as you as you do that? Uh, I don't know if it's funny or not, but I'm going to reach my hand back and go. Um, 
I've got Discord problem. Oh yeah, is that you? We're all green here. Yeah, I think it's just Bo. I think it's Bo. Oh, I restarted my modem yesterday, so I don't know. Um, is it seem okay right come now. right back? You seem better now, but oh, he'll oh, come back. He's gone. Uh, he'll hey, he's back. back. He's back. He's gone. He's back. He's gone. He's back. Was he back? No. Now he's back. He's gone. He's back. He's gone. He's back. He's back. He's back. Are you right. back? So you, when you cast your spell, what happens? I go, um... Now I lay you down to sleep. You giant mother effing creep. And then... <laughs> I fire it at him. All right. The sleep uh, envelops you. How many hit points do you have, John? Well, it Dallas. wouldn't have been enough, but even if it had, I can't be magically put to sleep. So Diane Talus just gets a big grin. <laughs> this spell, this, the magical effects of the spell just, just reflect off of him, and he's just standing. And there's, there's laughter in his half-elven eyes. Were there any other tricks you had planned, sorcerer? Or was that your best shot? Nash! He's... Ah, 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 and she's sick of him goading him. And she goes... Ah, and then she just gets angry. She crushes your hand in your hand. Oh! Nash, as you're there, you're going to take some damage. It's my nasty hand, right? <laughs> I assume they're both nasty. You take eight points of damage. As soon as I see her acting out of anger, I'm going to attack. Okay. Hey, um, sorry, I just cl clarify eight points of damage. Sure. What, what attack damage. would you like to make? Uh, I would do double Eldritch Blast and prepare the sword as a bonus action. Okay, perfect. Uh, let's see. So, all right. Anyone else participating in this combat? Or are they letting it ride? Hope still having fun. Okay. Uh, so, Stanley, roll initiative, please. That's going to be a 24. Okay, 24 for Stanley. And uh, Nash, are you participating in combat? You can watch this. Nash? Oh, I thought you said Stanley. Sorry. Why did I think you said Stanley? I don't know why I heard Stanley. I don't, I don't know either. He's not I even in here. Uh, are you rolling initiative? I guess I am. Yeah. Uh, Pharrell? Is Varel just watching? Yeah, for now. Okay, I'll roll initiative. An eight. Okay. All right, Diane, tell us. All right, first up, double Eldritch Blast. First beam is going to be... I'm on the wrong thing. Is going to be an 18 to hit. Okay. Alright, so for the first beam, that is going to be 11 force damage, 6 necrotic. She's still hexed. Okay. Is she still hexed? She how, is. Long hex, how long does the hex last for? Hours, I believe. Okay, cool. Alright. Uh, yeah, one hour. Alright. Give me the total damage. Uh, that was... Uh, 17 damage. 
Okay. And perfect. so sec second beam uh, is a 19 plus 8 to hit. I'm going to assume that hits. Okay. And that's going... You just want the totals. You don't need them split. Yep. Uh, is a 15 total on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then diplomacy would come out. All right. You make an attack with diplomacy. That's going to be a 18 to hit. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be... Eight damage with diplomacy. Okay, so Diantelis uh, throws back his cape, fires out two Eldritch blasts at Hope, and sends the sword out all the well, way. Not at Hope. Motion. That would be uncalled. Excuse me. At Pod, I said the wrong name. <laughs> Flies the sword out at Pod, and and the two lightning bolts, and the lightning bolts, and the 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 sword pierces through the pixie through her chest. And she, she, as she runs towards you, ah, stop it. Do, 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 do. But then the shock of it sort of freezes her in place, and then the diplomacy rips through her heart, creating a hole, and then a look of shock is on her face. As she begins shaking, and her hands begin shaking, and she gets through, she goes, Nash, what's happening to me? And poof, she explodes in a giant cloud of pixie dust that fills the room. And it circles around, swirling everywhere. And nobody can see two feet in front of them. There's all these shiny lights and and sparkles all in front of them. Like you're in this wonderland. It's, it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. All the different colors of the rainbow, all shining everywhere. Sort of powdered, shiny glitter everywhere. Hope you don't really... You see it falling on top of Jolt's bloody face. You see it on yourself. Everyone's covered in it and can't see within two feet. Combat is over. Pod has seemingly died. Is is there a chance that us being in this cloud of pixie dust is going to make everybody stoned if they breathe it in? Or no? Uh, let's make a medicine check. Oh, shit. Shouldn't have asked. <laughs> okay. Plus one. So that will be an 11. You got a bad feeling about that. Mm. I'm going to yell, try not to breathe it in, and I'll grab part of my cloak and just sort of hold it over my nose and mouth. Okay. Cover yeah. up your, your nose and mouth. I'll wrap the cape around. Try not to breathe it in. Okay, you hear Ted off in the corner start coughing. <coughs> oh, this tastes funny. I'll use my 15 minutes to hold breath. Mm-hmm. And as much as you try to, to, to hold it in, you do see that it's like landing on you and your skin's becoming sort of coated in the glitter as everyone has this like fine sheen of snow on them within seconds. I will begin prestidigitating it every time I see it gather. Okay. Bok Bok's like... Licking it. <laughs> He's, he's running around like he's catching snowflakes. Oh, Lord. That's all we need. Freaking bath salts, bok bok. Triple B. Uh, Hope, are you doing anything differently or are you still going to continue? No, still going. We're too far back right. in the past. At as, the as you still, as you still uh, go, I need everyone to make a perception check, please. 
23. 11. Uh, 12 for me. What are we missing? Oh, oh. 14. Okay. Um, as, uh, let me... All right, so as um, Hope, you continue carving, ignoring all this, you he- feel cold metal against your head, and you hear the sound of a gun pull back its trigger. I think you better let go of Jolt here. No one can see this but you, and hear this but you. Well, everyone can hear this, sorry, but no one can see it. Yeah. Okay, so... Up. Hope's gonna angrily look up. She's finally knocked out of it. She's tear-stained face. Yeah. Her eyes are all up, black. You look up and you see the form of a uh, uh, that there's um I think you've seen him before. It's Dashington. He's wearing a large duster through the through the glitter of the pixie dust. He's got a bandana covering his mouth. He's got a hat on, so you just see his eyes. And uh, he's got a, a handgun, a revolver cocked at your head and in the other hand he's holding a big sort of looks like a big sack something round in it that's dripping looks like oil you're gonna you're gonna show me how to get out of here we can't see this at all right the others we can't see this you can't see this but you can hear it we can hear it okay but you, you have no idea where you are right now okay but yeah everyone can hear this no one make a move, or I'm going to blow Hope's brains out. Hope, what is this? I don't know. Jolt, can you get up? And you sort of look down, you see that Jolt's one eye is open as if she was fainting, and then you carve her. Yeah, I think I can get up. But I need this one to get off me. I'm just going to sit there. I think you better move there, princess, says Dashington. Don't nobody do anything funny. We're going to take, I'm going to take Jolt, and I'm going to take our prize, and we're going to leave here. Hope, show me where the way out is. I'm just going to stay quiet and staring at him. He pushes the gun against your head and says, I ain't going to ask again. And we'll just look at him and say, then don't. Okay. Uh, he fires. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, that's going to be crit. Okay, you take 36 points of damage. Oh, as you hear a gunshot go off. As it shoots you in your head, um, and damages your head severely, <laughs> and you fall, you fall over from the force. You hear the sound of Jolt get him. Now, does it? Does, do people want to enter? Yeah, combat? as soon as we hear, as soon as I hear a, a shot, I would be running that direction. Okay, uh, perfect. Initiative, please. Oh, five. <laughs> Sixteen. Really? As Fine. soon as 
as soon as I hear the shot and count to 30, I would run in that direction. Okay, five for Diantalus. Scott, uh, what did I say? 16? 16 for Nash, Varel? Hmm. I think I'd leave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, shit. I, I take Bok Bok's hand and I start walking out. Okay. Hope. I'm, I'm dying. Again. Oh, you're, you're on the ground? <laughs> All right. So you need to make saves. So I'll still need your initiative roll, please. Okay. Uh, nine. Nine. Okay. Perfect. Washington. And one for Jolt. All right. Perfect. Okay. Um, so now the room is covered in basically bright lights. Um, so everyone's going to be reducing everyone's vision range. Okay. Now, I don't think you can cut through this, Diantalus, so you're I'd, affected as well. Yeah, I don't know. I, It just talks about darkness, so I don't think so. No, it's actually quite the opposite. It's very bright. Okay. As everyone's vision should be reduced appropriately by this point. Is there, can anyone see further than 10 feet? Just let me know. I mean, I can see over by the torch, but... Yeah, there's a torch. I mean, there's bright light filling all of the room, so realistically this uh, should be there, but the, the bright light is blinding you from making your movement, so what I'll do is I'll um, get rid of that. There we go. So let's see. So as everyone has their sight reduced, can't see any other sources of light? Uh, yep. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'm okay. only seeing 10 plus the torch. All right, so Nash, it is your turn. You are first. There's bright light and pixie dust settling everywhere. You hear the voices and the gunshot. You saw a large flash, and you saw Hope, who was kneeling, like the silhouette of Hope, sort of hit, take it in the head and fall to the ground. Um, There's an acrid smell of sulfur from gunpowder, I mean, uh, in there, too. All right, I'm, I have a severe vision issue here. And adding more light isn't going to solve this because it's a flash of bright light, right? It's full of light, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, we shouldn't have any vision, though, right? I mean... You can see a little bit in front of you. Okay. I'm going to move right there. Okay. And... Oh, is this the dude... Uh, the guy labeled, yeah, it's Dashington, and All then right. Jolt's right there. Jolt right. having just gotten up, and it's, she's hobbling. So as you approach closer, you see a silhouette hobbling in your direction, sort of clutching her arm. So remember, Hope cut open one of her arms, and she's sort of limping. Like, she was put down, she's severely damaged, so you can see the silhouette of Jolt dragging one leg and sort of hobbling through the through the lights. Okay. Silhouettes. 
I'm going weird kaleidoscope effect and right. Yeah. And she's coming in my direction, and I can see that. I can see this figure. Yes, lumbering my way. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. I would like to. Hmm. That might be dumb. Hold on. How much room do I have? All right. I'm just gonna cast a fire bolt in okay. that direction of the of the lumbering creature. I don't have disadvantage okay. on this, do I? You do because you can't see the target exactly. Okay. All right. But everyone would have disadvantage unless they had a way of seeing the target reliably. Uh. Oh my gosh. A twenty and a nineteen, so nineteen, oh, I guess. So you take That's a 19. pretty good disadvantage roll there. Yep. That's pretty good. The only thing that'd be better would be twenty and twenty. Yeah, no, that would be literally the second best roll. Yep. All right. So yeah, I'll cast and and hit him. I guess let me roll okay. my damage dice. And uh, so roll your damage dice. Are you rolling it at the figure that's limping? Yes, the one that's coming. The seemingly is coming toward me. Okay. Um, so roll damage dice. Two d ten. All right. All right. Here we go. We are going to damage them for a total of eleven. Okay. Perfect. And you hear ah oh, shit as she drops one knee and just the firebolt sort of shoots out into the bright lights and hits hits the target square in the center of their frame. Uh, you can't see the damage that you're doing, but you see the silhouette drop down. Ah! Hit the knee. Okay. And take a knee. All right, uh, Hope, it is your turn. Or do you have anything else you want to do for your turn? No, Sorry, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Hope, it is your turn. All right, I rolled a natural 20. Nice. Okay, then you fully recovered. 20 just means you're still unconscious. I think a 20 no, is you, you get, get one hit, hit point. point. Yeah, maybe that's right, actually. I'm going to do a quick check on that. But I, yeah, bring yourself back to one. I'm pretty sure that's right. And you have now regained consciousness. Your head hurts like crazy. There are bright lights everywhere. You've now been down and you've been ingesting some of the light from the uh, from Pod's explosion, as well as it might be entering your bloodstream through any holes in your head. You feel sort of a cool numbness up there. Um, but yeah, you open your eyes and you're awake with one hit point. All right. I'll kind of clearly see where everyone is before shedding them again and pretending to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Make a stealth check, please. Or a medicine, if you prefer, depending uh, on how you want to approach it. Quietness no, let's or... do the stealth. I like that. Uh, 22. Okay, perfect. You remain absolutely still, profaning death. Uh, Diantalus. No, sorry. It is Dashington's turn. Okay, so you see the person that's been um, knocked over, uh, Nash, um, a figure come up, sort of grab underneath where the shoulder is and lift that body up and then get towards you. And you see he's got the bag in one hand, the gun in one hand. He cocks the, the, the lever again, and as he runs into your area, he fires it. You, you see the silhouette lifted up and fire it in your direction. All right, and a bullet rings out and hits you for uh, 10 points of damage. Shit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then it continues to rush past you. 
carrying the the the, the corpse and as it moves away from you you see dashington appear before you rushing past you sort of shoves you to the side but as he moves out of your vicinity uh, it allows you to make an opportunity attack okay um let's make it a Does it have to be physical? Does that have to just be my hands or whatever? Whatever you can use. It's an attack action. And okay. then if you have a spell that uses a reaction as a cast time, you could also cast it as an opportunity attack, I believe. I don't really have one. It just has to have a reaction speed. Um, okay. I will just throw an elbow. I'm so just gonna, an armed strike? An armed strike. All right. Roll it. Am I rolling? I'm rolling for hit, right? Yep. Okay. 17. Okay. <laughs> and so it's one plus your strength modifier. What is your strength modifier? Zero. All right. You knock him in the elbow for one point of damage. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> nice. I don't he really shot have... you with a gun and you're like, oh, yeah. Didn't have much else. So Give him a sharp elbow as he walks by. Um, perfect. Stanley, it is your turn. Or Dying Talus, I should say. All right, so I would step out this direction trying to get to Hope because I don't know what's going on, but As that would... closer, you'd see two silhouettes ahead of you, one sort of holding the other up on the shoulder. Uh, so seeing them, I would use my bonus action to move the hex. Uh, I'd put it on the one who was running. Um, okay. And will give disadvantage to strength checks. Okay. And fire double Eldritch Blast at him. Okay. Uh, so both of these have disadvantage, right? That's right. Okay, that's not bad. First beam is going to be a 20, not natural. Okay, second beam. Second beam is going to be a this is a two, so it's probably not going to do it. Uh, that's a no. ten. <laughs> All right. Um, so for the beam that hits, that's going to be nine force damage, six necrotic. Okay, perfect. So the beam, you shoot the beam out, and uh, it lights up the area and actually clears a hole where you can see uh, now through to Dashington who's holding Jolt and it uh, shocks him. He drops Jolt and he also falls to his knees in front of you. Alright. Uh, that will be it for my turn. Okay. Because yeah, I used the bonus action to move the hex, so yeah, that's it. All right, you see Jolt sort of crawl on the ground towards you. She pulls up and she sort of grabs, she reaches into her bag and she pulls out a knife and she just attempts to, with every last bit of energy, slice at your calf. And she misses as you sort of dodge, you sort of step back and she makes another attack trying to swipe at you and misses again as you step back. Nash, it is your turn. All right. Keep forgetting Varel's not in this. I'm going to move my speed. So I'll just take last initiative. I'm moving my speed towards the door. Okay. Um, <laughs> wish I could see him. 
So you know they move past you. You see some silhouettes who've dropped to the ground. You saw like a flash of light and the sound that sounded like Eldritch Blast. All right, I'm gonna. I remember. mean, did I did I see Dashington twice? Did you see him? Uh, With you my can't see him. Perception. You can't you can't see him, but you you heard all the sounds. So you heard the sound of the Nash combat and of the Eldritch Blast, which you're now familiar with. Um, so you you hear that battle is happening uh, between the mages and Dashington, and it seems to be going favorably for the dastardly Dientalus and Nash, for that matter. Yeah. Cool. I'll keep at the end of the initiative. Okay. I'm gonna right, move. Uh, I can't see anything, so I'm gonna move where Hope is right here. Mm-hmm. Sure. And um, I'm gonna use my turn to grab her by the shoulders and shake her and say, "Freaking snap out of it, Hope! Hope! Snap out of it!" All right. So you rolled really well on your stealth check for the last round. So. As far as you can tell, she's unconscious. Possibly Shit. dead. All right. Um. I'm just going to stay by her. I don't know what else to do. I got nothing else to just... I can fling things in the dark, but there's no point. In the oh. light, you mean? They're in the light. I'll bright just tip. Line, bright, yeah. blinding, shiny lights. It's like Christmas in there right now. Yeah. I, d I just... Um, it'll hit somebody I don't want to hit, even though I kind of want to hit him. All right, hope it is your turn. Uh, you'll have to reroll a stealth check if you want to continue pretending to be dead. Nope. Uh, paying attention to knowing that Jolt and uh, Dashington took off, she'll open her eyes, stand up, and take a shot at Jolt, who's lying on the ground. Okay, so you, you open your eyes and you see, um, first of all, the room's beginning to spin somewhat uncomfortably. Yeah. So, um... It's hard to tell which way is up and down. Okay. It kind of feels like you're on a Ferris wheel. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So you'd like to take a shot? Yeah. Alright, so you look in the general direction you think she might be. Um, so roll a d... Roll a d12. A three. Okay, so one, two, three. All right, now roll an attack roll. Oh, uh, it's a one. Okay, oh shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, which gun were you using? Using your arm cannon? Yeah. All right, so you go to you go to fire and you point the gun directly at Nash, but you don't know that because you can't see. And Nash, you just you hope pull the gun up in front of you, uh, and she takes a shot, and then the gun jams. Oh, thank the Lord! Damn it! Where and is sort of, she? And sort of as you realize what you've accidentally done, you're overwhelmed with guilt, and that guilt is personified in the form of Nash. And Nash's size, to your mind, grows about eighty times the size he is, and just there's a long Walt Disney shadow over top of you. There's a large Nash going like. What are you doing? You know, like, and it's just like it's just haunting you and driving you crazy. It's yes, guilt. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. Oh my right. god. <laughs> She's got the blush. <laughs> She's got the blush. Sorry, we're in turns. Go ahead, Bo. It's fine. A bang uh, fires out from in front of you, uh, Diane Tals. As Dashington makes another shot from his knees in front of you and it will hit and disadvantage isn't that dis disadvantageous today 
Uh, hits for 10 points of damage. Okay. As the gun sort of shoots out, <laughs> grazes an arm. And um, the, the, the dash doesn't move. It's now your turn. All right. <clears throat> Diantalis is going to get a grimace from the damage he took and take another step forward to be in range with them. And as he stomps forward, he's uh, feeling a bit high and mighty from how this uh, has gone and his absorption of power. And he stomps forward going, Worms, riffraff, vermin, bottom feeders not fit to stand in my presence. And he is going to cast uh, Sword Burst on both of them. Okay. Uh, which requires a dexterity save on their part. A three and a one, so yeah. That's their rolls with their advantages. They still probably don't save, so let's... Uh... Uh, that is going to be eight damage to each of them. Uh, I will say that the intent is not to kill Jolt. Diantalis still sees that as Hope's uh, kill. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then with a bonus action, he's going to summon Diplomacy back to his hand and make an attack on uh, Dashington. All right. So through, through, through the shiny lights, you see your sword burst impale in several locations, Dashington, as he's leaning, trying to stay st stood up. This, the, you know, this one sort of sticks into his cheek, another sticks into his chest and his arm, and he becomes impaled and just frozen in place. Uh, uh, it hurts too much to move because of all the things sticking in him, and he falls over. Um, in hopes, in Jolt's case, you just hit with a blunt end of one of the sword bursts, the ephemeral sort of ghost-like swords that come shooting out. Just sort of knocks her down unconscious. Oh, so she's down. Then, no, I'll just sheath diplomacy, grab Jolt, and start dragging her in the direction of Hope. Okay, and as you do this now, uh, combat now being over, um, the air begins to dissipate as uh, a, a white sediment appears to cover. It's like the whole room becomes covered in cocaine. Um, <laughs> as this, this sort of white sediment, and you're sort of dragging her through the cocaine, the, the pixie blush, as it were, um, and there's sort of this like uh, this line. You know, when you drag something through the snow, it creates like a thing. And as it clears up, you see Varel, who's got a bunch on his snow. He's walking off determinately. He's got, you know, some caked around his eyes and there he's covered in it and it's his scales you bring the corpse over or not the corpse but the unconscious body over to uh, Hope who is pointing a gun at Nash and Nash it's is sobbing over. uncontrollably mm -hmm. apologizing combat <laughs> is now over she inhaled combat a bunch over. of she inhaled a bunch of blush she thinks there's. Uh, she probably sees rabbits. I don't know what's happening. Get that gun out of her hand. Is it her gun or her gun arm? It's her gun. It arm. is my hand. Oh shit! <laughs> it's jammed though. So oh. So the air clears me. and Diantalis is walking away from a downed. Uh, Dashington twice. That's right. All right. I see that over my shoulder as I'm starting to exit the room. You know, a tear in my eye for the death of the heroes of the wastes. <gasps> And looking back, I see that Diantalis has killed, and I say this aloud, just this part, though, the last honorable man 
I have ever met. And I enter my rage and charge Dying Talus. <gasps> oh, shit. Oh. Honorable. Oh, Ooh. shit. He's got I the... think that takes us to the break. <laughs> He's got the blush. Oh, no. He's got the blush. <gasps> Everyone's got the blush. Ah! Uh, everyone's the getting blush. high and fighting each other. Oh, that Montana. <laughs> I think that takes us to the break. Uh, All right. For round three of this fight. Yep. We'll be back in a second. Everybody take a quick pee break, whatever you gots to do. Wow. And we'll be right wow. back. We are ready, my good sir. All right. Part two begins Roll. now. Go. Um, so the room's cleared up. Um, I'm going to give restore vision to the folks who have it. Um, that's an exciting place to start back up. I need issue rolls for everyone, please. Natural 20. <laughs> the opposite. I have a five. Okay, Diane Talos has five. And with your natural 20, do you have any modifiers for that, bro? Uh, one. So 21 total. 21. Okay. It's better than a three. Okay. So I also need to know your HP totals, please. Uh, I'm at 24. 30 of 50. 55. Oh, sorry. I cut you off, bro. All right, 60, 30 has sight. You, Nash, you have your light stone, so you're 4020. Okay. And this light. This torch should now all be visible. So I think I've got everything set up good. Cool. All right. Bok Bok was near you. Oh, and then. Uh, so, sorry, my initiative was five, and then my HP is one. Okay. So Jolt is one. Sorry, can I re get the HP totals for Diantalus? For uh, 24 for Diantalus. Uh, for real, sixty-five. Okay. Um, so you're you're participating in this hope, but Nash, do you want an initiative roll or no? I did. It was three. Three for Nash. Sorry, how much was it for you, Varel? Uh, twenty-one. Uh, excuse me, I meant hope when I said Varel. I meant to say hope. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My initiative. Yeah. Uh, five. Okay. Perfect. So can I get hope and die and tell us to re-roll between you two? With the modifier or without? With the modifier. I got uh, a five again. A six. <laughs> okay. Wow. You guys really just want to be close. All right. I'm just shall. getting the low rolls out of the way. All yeah. right, Nash, how much HP do you have? Uh, 30 of 50. Okay, perfect. Uh, Varel, you're up first. Cool. Well, I am currently uh, use my bonus action to enter my rage, and I am charging Diantalus. Okay. Do you have you? I think you don't need to dash. Excuse me, sorry. You don't need Ooh. to dash, right? Yeah. No, no. I'd end up uh, right next to him with twenty-five movement. Okay. All right. You dash forward. Cool. Uh, for this, I would have dropped my sword as I ran, okay. and I'm just coming at him with with grappling hands. Okay. What, what are you, are you, so are you making attacks? Yes, I'm going to grapple him. All right, then it's a strength contest between the two of you. I think you can use dex if you wish, uh, Diantalus. I got a natural 20 for a total of 24. Slippery little weasel of a man. All right. <laughs> I got, I mean, I got 25, but... 25 versus 24? Well, they got him in the contest. You got me. Oh, is it a, a natural 20, though? Isn't he... 
That's for attack rolls. You get critical hits. Oh, 20 okay. Don't, don't, automatic 20 doesn't mean you necessarily win on a, on a contest. It's got a... Especially between two players. Cool. Yeah. So you've now grappled... Uh, how are you... So his movements... Let's get this right, because I don't know where this is leading. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Where is the grapple? Grapple. So his speed is zero, um, and his speed is zero. So he can still attack back and do his actions as he's grappled, but he can't move anywhere, strictly speaking. Okay. Cool. So you have him grappled. Yep. Uh, so so he was so he's standing. You have two attack. You have, you have an extra attack. A grapple is an attack action. So you have, you still have. A, you've used your bonus action into your rage. You do some of your movement. Okay, cool. Uh, I will use my second attack, and since I sort of ran up behind him as he was about to start dragging, uh, Jolt, I just want to slam his head into the barrel in front of me. Okay, so for an improvised weapon attack. Correct. A. 17. Okay, and that's mm, enough for you. That hits, yep. Alright, uh, 1d4 plus strength modifier. Eight points of damage. Okay, that's eight on Diantalus. And right, Pharrell is just... As soon as Diantalus's face hits and he sustains damage, you hear the crack, he winces, and then his body disappears into mist. I'm going to activate, uh, what's it called? It's a feature. Mist Misty Walk, isn't it? Misty Escape. Misty Escape. What's that? Whenever, whenever uh, you take damage, you can use your reaction to turn invisible and teleport up to 60 feet to an unoccupied space you can see. You remain invisible until the start of your next turn or until you cast a spell. Oh, until the start of your All right, so we don't know where you are. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't move your dude yet. No, I'll figure out where I'm going to be. Okay. Um, Hope, it's your turn. You see the grapple of Varel. You see him smash his head into uh, the floor. And then you see him disappear. And also... Uh, Kristen has disappeared. Yeah, she misty. Right. She misty escaped. Uh, so, Diantalus, it's now your turn. Uh, all right. So, hmm. if it matters, I am expounding and crying. It always matters like, to me. Spout and crying. You mean like yeah, like war crying? Oh no, I I, I have much to say. As as okay. he disappears and you know, gotcha. So he begin you begin filling up the room with your with the diatribe. Would you like to say those things? Along the lines of tears in my eyes, your hunger, Diantalus, has doomed us all. There is no greater villain to this group than you, a plague upon Stanley's mind. You have destroyed the last honorable man I have ever met in this world. Uh, do we want to give Hope her turn, seeing as she's back? Sure. Uh, so while you were away, Varel uh, smashed, grappled him, smashed Dianetalus' head into the floor, and as a reaction, uh, Dianetalus was able to turn invisible. You don't know where he is. Oh, right. Is Nash still, is there still a grief? 
Nash's large guilt uh, inducing body is still standing tall above you as the room spins around. Um, well, I'm, I'm still crying. Tish, I'm so sorry. And I'll try and hug the thing in front of me. I'll look at my monstrous gun arm and I'll drop it. And then I'll. Because Nash is so tall, you're only able to hug his ankle. I'm so sorry, Nash. I don't know what's come over me. I just wanted to kill Jolt. It's just the blush. I'm doing it from her tall version. (laughs) The blush. This isn't you thinking. It's the blush. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'll start wiping my face and looking at my hands and trying to understand, make the connection that the blush is the blush. The blush is the dust. (laughs) The blush is the dust. A giant vortex of guilt lasers swirl around behind Nash, and they look like they're forming a spotlight upon you. (laughs) Guilt lasers? Guilt lasers. (laughs) I love it. And then Hope will start getting angry. She doesn't like being... She doesn't like feel guilty for too long. And she'll push Nash away. Start backing up. You push Nash away and start backing up and the guilt lasers follow you. Uh, You can move your character on the screen if you like. Half movement speed because you're lying prone. Okay. um, Hope will quickly dart her eyes around. Does, Does she actually see people? Um, well, you see, uh, you see, there's a Varel, what you think might be Varel, but he's a lizard with 18 arms, sort of just googling around, and looks like <laughs> the arms are moving in such a way that they're forming like Varel's mouth is closed, but the arms are making like sign language signs, all 18 of them, and you can hear the sign language in your mind. He's saying the things that he's saying about Diantalus ruining uh, the party. Um, and, and then Jolt's there right in front of him, correct? On the ground. Yeah, you see the form of what you recognize as Jolt uh, sort of swimming in the bricks on the ground. Okay. Um, seeing this, Hope's going to make this connection in her mind that the guilt is because she hasn't killed Jolt yet. And once she kills her and then kills Dashington, then it'll all be okay. So she's going to start walking over to Jolt. And then Crawling said, over? Have- yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You can get up if you like, but you're prone right now. So you're going to move 15. Crawl over. All right, you crawl over to Jolt, and Jolt's just in front of you. And uh, I'll go to grab her neck with my metal arm and then just crush it. Okay. You go to grab her neck with your metal arm and crush it. Uh, Make an attack roll. Okay. Seventeen. Okay, roll damage dice. A seven. Okay, so as you take your metal arm out and turn it back into the metal hand and grab her neck, you squeeze on it, and instead of crushing her neck, it just sort of functions like a balloon, and her head blows up to a giant size, where you just see this large thing, and then the eyes open up, and it goes... <laughs> You're a little girl. No. Lost, 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 lost. Shut up. You have no parents. Shut up. 
and you're a loser. You're and dead! Just, and it's just laughing and mocking you. <laughs> Alright, I think that's all your actions for the turn. Nash is, or Dientalis is back to you. Alright, uh, nothing seems to happen. Bo, if you want me to send you a message of where I went and what I'm doing, I will. But... Uh, I do not reappear within visual range of anybody, and... If you stay invisible, how long is the duration, I guess? Is my turn, but they would not be able to see me where I am. So uh, I will become you visible... invisible until the start of your next turn, or until you cast a spell. Right. Okay, so you want to tell me privately where you reappear? Yeah. Okay, then do that. As he does that, you hear, Hope! Hope, are you there? Hope. He's not dead yet? Jeez. Okay. Oh, someone can't spare the dying on him. <laughs> <laughs> Just freaking die already. <laughs> so he gets to die for an extra long time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, so you hear and see nothing. Uh, Is it still? What's the lighting situation? Well, I guess I'm looking at it. I guess that's good enough. All right. Uh, you hear and see nothing. Uh, Nash, it is your turn. Okay. Um don't really actually have much I can do here. I'm gonna rally mm. Alright, remind me. His status? What's his deal? Or what's her deal? Sorry, not her. Or him? No, it is Dashington. What's his status? Is he dead? What's whose status, sorry? Dashington. Uh, yeah, he's dead. He sort of has these holes where uh, ghostly blades have pierced him in his face and in his chest, and he's just sort of this, like, dead corpse. All right. I just want to make Probably sure I'm not holes on him. running past here to get a weird reaction move from him. So I'm going to move over here and kind of rally behind Varel, and that is okay. my entire turn. Nothing else to do, really. All right, perfect. And as you move, you hear. Bok Bok begins singing uncontrollably, and he's pointing at things, going. And you just hear. Varel. You hear, like, there's tasties everywhere! Tasties falling! Tasties everywhere! And you see him biting the air. As he sings, and he's in some sort of meat heaven, from which you can tell Varel. He's behaving crazily. Fantastic. Uh, Varel, is your turn. Alright, so he disappears, so I slammed his head into the barrel and he disappears. I am going to... Wait, now Nash is in my face? No, no, is no, I'm behind, I'm behind you. I'm just sort of... I I did not go there for any other reason than to be behind my friend Varel. 
I mean, in this location, I basically slammed uh, Diane Taos into a wall, and then you, whoa, like, slid in front of me, <laughs> like, inching along the barrel <laughs> to get by. Yeah, basically, yep. looking as innocent as possible. <laughs> I probably, as I did it, I probably went, it's fine, Pharrell, it's fine, everything's fine, I'm Nash, everything's good. This is all a show of support back here. I'm not going there for any other reason. <laughs> Let the blush focus somewhere else. <laughs> I am going to run to the barrel here. Er, uh, I'm going to run into the center of the room and do my aura burst in an area around me. Okay. That's um, 20 feet around you or 10 feet? 10 feet. So, in a big open area where Diant House may have disappeared to, I do my flame burst in the area. You do your burst in the area and hit no targets. All right. I will then use my remaining move to head over this barrel, and I'll use my Storm Soul standard action to light it on fire. Okay. By so touching it, how do you... Yeah, I, I grab hold of it, and the heat of my bursts and all my rage channels through my hands and lights unattended objects on fire. Okay, so the barrel, the large barrel in front of you is now on fire. And I'm just saying, give us back Stanley. We need Stanley, you monster! You're saying that to the barrel? Oh, I'm saying if we took wherever I think Diane Talis is. Okay, perfect. I'm just gonna put some fire down so we know that there's fire happening now in the room. Starts there. Okay. Um, perfect. Anything else you want to do with your turn? Continue to talk. Hope it is your turn. All right. Do I hear yeah. Tedna? Uh, you, as as it's difficult uh, to hear over the sounds of Jolt's balloon head taunting you, but you do hear you hear hope, hope, hope. <laughs> Tedna. Ted you hear. Hope, and you see the letters hope sort of swirl past your face as Joel's face is like, you're going to die. You're going to live a miserable life. And it's singing as she's singing to you. I'll take the neck and I'll throw the head to the ground and I'll start following the letters. Okay, the letters lead you to the southwest. All right, no, I'll stand up by this point. Okay. Half your movement speed to stand up, so it costs you 15 feet of your movement. Cool. However, you could use a dash action to also add, you know, get extra speed. You stand up, move your 15 feet, and if you yeah. want to dash, you could follow the words all the way to the barrel in the opposite side of the corner where you see uh, Tedna's body lying on the ground and the hand sort of like trying to lift up. And you hear hope and the letters, letters are shooting from his mouth and turning into like <laughs> And you see Tedna and his chest, one side, he's, he's got his right arm missing and some of his chest cavities exposed. There's a magical glow sort of holding blood and pieces in. And he's got blood all on his mouth and cheek and down his facial hair. And his eyes are wide with, with terror. As you approach, I think you can just approach him right next to him if you wish. Yeah. I'll, I'll... There's, no, there's no diplomacy there. That's the cool. And I'll like... uh, sink down to my knees and put his head in my lap. Hope, hope, 
Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad you're here. <coughs> I just, I just wanted to see you one last time. <coughs> and Hope will just cry, holding him. She doesn't have any words. I just want you to to know that that I love you. <laughs> I hear. <coughs> and and. And to move on without me. You gave me something really special that night at Charlemagne's. <laughs> and I'll never forget you. And when I <coughs> go to the steel heaven, <coughs> find me. And with the last bit of energy he was using just to hang on in order to say those last words to you his body goes limp and in your pixie blush induced stupor he dissolves into an angel and floats up into the sky and he raises up and the ceiling raises up and you see large the ceiling opens up into a large um assortment of steel buildings just like everything's made of steel like there's a whole city up in the clouds and everything's made out of steel you see men made of steel like hammering on pieces of building and, and cobbling it together and he floats up and as he floats up his body turns into like a gray steel and he, he's his hand is sort of reached out as he raises up as if like to try to bring you up with him but he can't reach you and he just takes the levitating elevator up to the steel heaven and you just see this beautiful heaven made it completely of steel and cloud above you she'll sit there cradling his body and crying for a little bit Diane Talos it's your turn I'm doing what I sent you okay Nothing Ash it is your turn alright I think we're out of turn order now yeah for the time being uh, if I do an Arcana check, will that help me know if he's even in the room? Can I can I use that in that regard to feel the magical uh, mana waves from another magic user? It's not how Arcana works. Mm. Like to detect invisibility, you'd need the ability to detect invisibility or magic to locate a person or that kind of thing. Mm. Arcana is your knowledge of the arcane arts, but it doesn't substitute actual spell use. And we're not doing turns. I'm trying to remember what everyone did to get me out of my freaking pixie blush stupor back in the day. And I don't think you did anything. I just slept. I think you burnt down, slave down, and yeah. drove off. Yeah. <laughs> just slept. Um... Where's Hope? Hope walked off to the bottom right, the southeast. She might be in shadow now for you. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to move here and just kind of look for her. I can't see her still. I don't know where she is. Okay. Well, it's free action, so whatever anyone wants to do. Well, I'm going to just remain kind of stunned. I don't know what to think. The place is covered in the dust of my former friend, and I'm pissed at everybody. So I'm just going to stand there and groove on it. 
Uh, Hope starts humming a lullaby to herself and then starts slowly walking back toward Jolt's body. Okay. You walk back towards Jolt's body. It's lying on the ground. Its head is balloon-sized. And it's sort of like laughing at you. (laughs) And then she'll go for the neck with both hands this time and then just keep squeezing. Okay. Hot tears falling on Jolt's face. You go for the the neck, squeezing and squeezing and squeezing, and the head gets bigger and bigger and bigger as it looms larger than your body. And finally, you give it one last ring. Roll a strength check, please. Natural 20. Nice. Okay. And you twist, and the head just explodes into a giant cloud of viscera, and everything around you is now blood. And you're floating in a world filled with blood. And you're kind of underneath your feet as you sort of go to stand back up. You're on this surfboard made of blood. And you're kind of surfing around these blood waves down a tunnel of blood as you just sort of (laughs) coasting along the walls, catching sweet gnar, and just like surfing down blood blood halls and feeling Uh, exhilaration. Nice. Um, I'll jump off the surfboard and start bathing in the blood. Uh, you jump off the surfboard, and another surfboard forms underneath your feet as you continue surfing. Well, I'll try to reach down with my hand and grab some blood and see if I can rub it on my forehead and my so hair. You lie, you lie down prone and, and uh, put your arms down and put your hands through the oceans of blood, and the blood splashes all on top of you, and you're completely covered in blood, blood everywhere <laughs> as you're surfing down this infinite hallway of blood. And I'll let the current take me. And there's okay, and there's the sounds of demonic voices whispering to you as you move down this. For the rest of the party, what you've been seeing Jolt doing is she just crushed Jolt's head into a million pieces. Like none of that fantastic stuff I described. She's just been crushing it and just repeatedly crushing it in this insane kind of focused way. And now she's lying on top of Jolt's body and just like raspberrying the blood and sort of <laughs> swimming. <laughs> Raspberry. Oh, blowing in it? Ugh. Yeah, she's like... <laughs> oh, gosh. Amazing. Never go to Florida, kids. <laughs> Alright, oh, I am I'm convinced uh, Diane Talus is in this corner, so I would have advanced into here, done my flame burst, and continued to light the barrel on fire, assuming he's just around every corner. Okay. So and you're I am... sort of trying to clear out and figure out where he is, but you do not find him. And I'm screaming, Stanley, you coward! You abandoned us at every turn in the attic that day, in the basement of the club. You are a coward. Appear and save the boy. Save hope. Am I back yet? I sent you a message. Oh, I didn't see it. Hold on. I sent a reply. Oh, this is fun. I like all the secret stuff. Doesn't make for good podcasting, though. Right. <laughs> hey, sent you a Slack message. I sent you a Slack message back. Uh, yeah, oh, oh, I sent you, you a Slack message. Quality programming. All right, I sent you one back. Okay. Uh, so, Walverell is yelling. Uh, Stanley walks into the room. I'm right here, Varel. Do what you're going to do. 
Where is he at? Uh, I'd probably be right here. It sounds like ET. I'll be right there. <laughs> All right, I'd I'd charge him. Okay. You charge him and do what? I engage in a grapple. Right, I don't grapple. fight it. You grapple him. Cool. Uh, Twenty three for what it's worth. So just a, a straight up like scruff grab and and by the ass and a flame burst for the three points of damage as I just start hauling his ass over to Tedna and just throw him at the feet of Tedna and say, do it, you coward. So he, you're carrying him over there? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he carries you over to Tedna, throws you down in front, Stanley. Uh, I mean, he's dead, right? Tedna? Um, By all accounts. He looks dead. He's dead. The magic is no longer holding his body together. It's all floating out, and he's not moving. Your visual inspection indicates he's dead. Well, there's nothing to do. He's gone. Just hands forward, grabbing him again and dragging him to the center of the room, and I'm just going to chuck him so he slides on the dust and save the pixie. She's gone too, Pharrell. This is just a foot grab, and I'll drag him up over to uh, Dashington twice and just kind of spin him around on his back and pick him up and save this man. This man is my friend. He's gone, Pharrell. They're all gone. And there was one villain left, Stanley. And it's in you. In your head. And I will grab him on both sides of his head. And I'm not applying any pressure, but just like holding it firm so he's looking right at me in my eye. You know, can't do both at the same time. So one eye kind of turns sideways. Let him go. Be rid of him. It's not my choice, Pharrell. You want to be rid of him, do it. I don't know what would happen, but go ahead. Stanley, Do he's it. tearing us apart. Do it, Varel. I'm gonna give a, one good squeeze. With a 20, not natural. <laughs> so, are you doing a squeeze attack? Yeah, just, you know, like the guy in Sin City, just, 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 just like squeezing that skull. Eight points of damage right. if it hit. Okay, then you take eight points of damage. That puts Ooh. you down to, yeah, by eight. You share an HP resource pool, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, whoops, I did that wrong. Hold on. Let me do it right for Diantalus, and then I will get the correct total that I should be at. Oh, my gosh. Okay, five. All right. All right, you squeeze his head for eight points of damage and anger. Stanley sits there and takes it. Stanley, you coward! Be free of him. There's one way, Pharrell. You're doing it. 
So either finish it or we figure something else out. I'll let him go. Hope. Hope. Hope's raspberry jolts the uh, beheaded corpse. So foul. He's mad. I'll look at Nash. Nash, are you well? No, but I might be the only one here that didn't snort a pound of pixie blush up their nose when Pod was killed. So you're all seeing things. She's seeing things. You've seen things. I go over to Buttons. Does he have Stanley's book still? Um, Well, he wasn't carrying any supplies. He was more dressed for combat. So, okay. No. Part of me wants or him to uh, kill him. Mash. <laughs> we have to get hope. We have to go. Softhead was here before I. All of this. There's a good chance other people know we're here and we're in no state to do much of anything. As if punctuated by by what he was saying, you hear a loud bang. Just like a rumble. Not a bang in the room, but like from a distance through walls. You hear a And then in the distance you hear You hear gunshots. And then a, a, a little thing goes is it done? Buttons. Do is it done? Do we recognize the voice? It's the voice of Monsoon Cabbage coming over the walkie-talkie that was dropped. Jeez. I'm getting pretty bad lag from everyone. I'm not sure if everyone's just being quiet or... I think no. we're all thinking. We're all thinking. It's pretty quiet yeah. right now. I'm so torn here because you look and you look around and you see the walkie-talkie covered in pixie blush, but you see it on the ground. Well, I'm the only one of sound mind here for once. I'm gonna go grab it. I'm gonna grab it roughly and put it up to my head. Blow it. I'm gonna blow it off. Maybe not with a fart sound, but more with my breath. <laughs> blow it off with your fart. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. point at Nash. And be like, Nash, who's answering that call? It's Monsoon Cabbage, and I'm answering it. Nash alone answers. Or are we still the heroes we came here to be? Hold that thought. I grab the phone. Or the radio. I pick it up. I hold it next to my head. Hold down the button and go, Cabbage! Did you say anything else? It's been lagging for me. No, nope, just, ca- just cabbage. Okay. Just nope. cabbage. Oh, yeah. And then I let off to see what he responds with. Well, that can't be a good sign if it's you responding, Nash. I take it my conspirators are slain. Well, you take it right. Just leave your weenie gun in there and why don't you come talk to us in person, you coward. No. 
The offer still stands. Bring me the Gem of Tides. And we'll see about arranging a pardon and perhaps even a reward from the principal. But I get to keep hope. You owe me a pixie. I owe you a pixie. You owe me a pixie. This was your doing. Well, if it's pixies you're looking for, I've sent many more in your direction. Choose from one that you like. And again, as punctuated by you hear the sounds of gunshots, you hear a loud crashing, like just rumbling, very bassy, come from above. Stanley's going to start gathering items from the bodies, the guns from Jolt, whatever it was that Dashington was carrying. Okay, so you look at Jolt. Jolt's got um, two six-shooters that she has holstered in her side and a belt. And you immediately detect this as what Catobal Praith had promised her as her artifact right on her. In addition, um, you know, Dashington has some weapons, some gold on him, things like that, but he's carrying a sack with a large ball in it. It seems to be, like, wet on the bottom and very, like, oily and goopy. All right. Gather, start gathering all of it. When Stanley gets close to Dashington twice, I'd throw him back and say, Don't you touch him! He is not the honorable man you think he is, Vorel. He's working for the enemy. He just tried to kill us. He just shot Hope. Now look, I'm not proud of a lot of things that I did here today, but I damn well sure know that's an enemy of ours. If you don't want me to touch it, so be it. Gather the stuff. We can figure it out later, but we have to go, or there's going to be more bodies here. I'll scoop up the bag and realize the the wisdom in his words. Okay, you scoop up the bag, and it's quite heavy for what it the size of it, what it appears to be. But you take the sack, and you now have it in your hand. Uh, did you pick up the guns for Hope, uh, Stanley? Yeah, I'm putting them in my bag. Okay. Guns, the belt, two revolvers, and anything the belt. that seems of value. That's all she has. Well, I don't know if there is any need or want or desire, but if you need to speak to this man yourself, and I gesture towards Dashington, bring the body. Otherwise, let's get going. You say he's gone. This vessel is empty. We're leaving. And I'll, I'll throw the sack over my shoulder since it's a bit heavy and go grab my sword and say, Bok Bok, to your senses. We must go. Ah! He's like, he's running his tongue all along the ground and just sort of licking the <laughs> He's sort of running like bent over with his face on the ground, just like eating things up. He doesn't pay attention to you. I'll, uh, I'll check Tedna as well. See if there's there's anything sentimental or anything like that I can take from him. Uh, he had nothing on him. Having come just from the prison, he had no items apart from okay. the, the revolver he snatched from, which is dropped on the ground somewhere, so he doesn't have it right now. Let's go. We can work this out later, and I'll follow behind Varel. Where are we going? 
out. I hate this place. We're literally I'm gonna grab buttons. We're breathing in the freaking body of a fallen hero. We have to get out. I'm taking buttons with me. Okay, you take what's left of Buttons' his, corpse. His covered husky in little cat body. <laughs> yeah, pick up the Buttons' corpse. And and as you as you collect the belongings, you again hear gunshots. You hear, hold it, hold it. And you hear the sound, and again, crash banging from up above. It's getting louder. Back the way we came. As quick as possible. Do we perceive they're coming our way? No, it just sounds like there's the sounds of gun combat coming from above you. Okay. Uh, did someone grab Hope? <laughs> I'm still swimming in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, we gotta Hope. get Hope. Hope's lying face down. I'm All right, right, I'll... Yeah, I'll pass uh, Nash my sword I'll or take, hold it out for him to hold. I'll I'll take it. Cool. I'll go pick up Hope and throw over his shoulder and start walking and grab uh, Bok Bok by the scruff and start dragging everybody out. All right. So uh, Hope, what you see through the infinite blood tunnel is a dragon, a great blood dragon, fly through and just grab you and swoop you up on his back, and you're now flying above a sea of blood on a blood dragon. <laughs> Kick ass. <laughs> Alright, so are you guys are you guys returning to back downstairs, that kind of deal? Yeah, I would be heading towards that closet and the false background and you know, all of us go together and we can just ride it and feather fall down. We don't even have to worry about climbing. Okay, perfect. So you go back to the closet, everyone enters onto the rolly things and it sort of the rolly things sort of push you towards the pit. And um, you all sort of clamber in there one at a time and putting all the incapacitated folks on the rolly thing and giving them all feather fall so that everyone drifts down to the bottom of the shaft. Uh, they drift down safely and hit the bottom of the, uh, the shaft. Now, um, I want to take a minute here just to... Is, it, is there anything we can do to clear up the call at all? I don't know what's going on. We could try on, to set a new one. Everyone's, everyone's perfect except you. I don't know what's going on. It's a little orange at and, the moment, but... Let's yeah, all we can we can reestablish it. Let me um, let me just reestablish this. So we'll see if it yeah, works we'll better. we'll I'll restart the whole thing. Let's just give it a shot. All right, hold on. Hang in there, everybody. Reestablishing the call. Perfect. Is that better? Yeah. Okay, wait, my camera's not. There we go. All right. Um, so you drift down to the base of the hall, and uh, you've got all your things with you. It appears that Monsoon Cabbage has summoned forth an army of pixies and is attacking the castle directly. We can assume... I think that's a safe assumption. Uh, don't think we're in any state to fight, so with a little luck, hopefully we'll be safe here. It might not be a bad idea to see if there's anything we can do to prevent people from coming up through the tunnels we have started to clear out. 
don't know if there's anything we can do. I could create a small barrier of earth, but it's nothing they couldn't eventually dig through. It'll slow them down. Would at least slow them down. Maybe if you could do it before the vine that leads up. Maybe they would just assume it's a dead end to a cavern and not ever think to check or try to dig through. I can do that. And I say this with a look on my face of continued struggle of knowing this is Stanley and that it's not Diane Talos, but knowing it was the same body and the same face and the same mouth not ten minutes ago was causing us such grief. Same mouth that was causing us grief. <laughs> All right, but I agree. So you're gonna go on, you're gonna go and use your mold earth to seal off the passage behind. Correct. Okay, and you you know you have enough time because you can move five uh, five foot cube per turn within about 10, 20 minutes. You could seal off the whole passage as if it never existed. I'll do that. They okay. could still get so through it, but yeah. Make your way down the hallway into the ritual room, then past the four suits of armor and move into the prisons, find the passage down, you climb down the vine, get down there, and you start going to work, sealing up the cave as if it never existed. Earth shifts and moves and obeys your command as if you're a master of the earth element and seal off the passage completely. While he does that, I take Button's body and I prop it up and I sit down in front of it and I take a deep breath and I'm going to cast Speak with Dead on Buttons. Okay. Oh boy. Is body in an eligible form? I just need to check. I'm pretty sure it'll be okay, but I need to check it. That's alright. I must still have a mouth and can't be undead. Still have a mouth and Okay. He has He's been cramped. mushed back together. There was a light <laughs> mushing. Uh-huh. You grant the semblance of life and intelligence to corpse of your choice, allowing it to answer the questions. Corpse will still have a mouth and can't be undead. Well, it still has a mouth, but it's cut in half. Spell fails if the corpse is the target of this spell in the last ten days. Ask corpse up to five questions. The corpse knows only what it knew in life, including the languages it knew. Answers are usually brief, cryptic, and repetitive, and the corpse is under no compulsion offer truthful answer. If you are hostile to it or recognize you an enemy, the spell doesn't return to the creature's soul to its body, only its animating spirit. Thus, the corpse can't learn new information, doesn't comprehend anything that's happened since it died, and can't speculate about future events. Okay, so you begin, you cast as a ritual? Uh, ritual spell, or new? No, it's, a, it's just a third level spell. All right. You observe as Stanley approaches the corpse, sort of mushing it together, as he says. And then after a time, as you cast the magical incantation, the corpse begins to animate as though it was a puppet. I know it doesn't do any good because he can't gain any information but still the first thing Stanley says is I'm sorry this is the way it went friend it wasn't my intention meow 
the Remember. first question, where is my book? Chamber. Chamber. It's in the chamber. What is Monsoon Cabbage's plan? To take Tietkala. What did he promise you? Gem of Where is the Gem of Tides? Dashington. That's four. Yeah. What did you give him? Gem of Tides for rulership of Tiatkala. Stan, hurt friend Stanley. Love the magic. Stan. <laughs> oh, did I this happen? I, did I, I see all this? You saw all this. Yeah. That's horrifying. Yeah. Pet cemetery. Mm-hmm. Don't like it. Gives me the willies. The corpse goes limp. Falls into two pieces, slides on the ground. Used. Congratulations, Varel. I think you have the Gem of Tides. Stanley walks away. Take it off my back and open the bag and look in it. As soon as you open it up, a blinding blue light shines into your face and you can't see in it. Alright, I close it up. Yeah, you have like sunspots in your eyes for a second. Definitely feels like a large rock of some kind in the bag, but it's shining a bright blue light. And as you try to close it up, like little shafts of light will peer out if you leave any part of it open as it, as it splays on the wall. Is it done, Nash? Is what done, Varel? The closing of the passage. Oh, yes. I just put my last dirt clod in the corner. We're good. I suggest we head to the locked door. The office. Use the passageway so no one can find us. And we wait at our army in the weir. 
Let's go. Sorry, where did you want to hide, Burrell? I missed that part. Uh, I want to. So we got a key to the door, and then the door itself was locked by other means. So I want to be in the. I want to take everybody through with the double locked doors in front, and then using the passageway underneath the uh, ritual room, head back to the office, seal that up again, and then okay. open the door to the weir in there. Okay, so we're heading back to the weir. That's the plan I've suggested. Yeah. Hope. She's still high, right? Yep. Yep. She's you just still hear bobbity bobbity boo, bobbity 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 boo, bobbity 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 boo, bobbity boo. She just started shaking her head in agreement. Yeah, there's these floating mouths hanging around, just going bobbity bobbity boo, bobbity bobbity boo. So we'll try to touch one. <laughs> You're touching Varel. <laughs> just keep touching his mouth. <laughs> All right, so you want to lock up all the doors and crawl under the ritual room passage to get back to the Bureau of Nobieri, right? Correct. And then seal that up, move the cage back on top of it. Okay, so everyone undertakes to do this, except for Hope, who's kind of just hanging around, leaning, sitting, just pointing at things. Bok Bok 2 has been a little rambunctious. He's the whole time been making noise like and he walks off in these random directions. You kind of got to pick him up and sit him back down like a toddler. Before right. we do this, we save ourselves, we complete the mission, and we doom the entire town to undead slavery. Bro. I mean, if we don't want to move into the weirds, we don't have to. We can certainly rest here and await the army, fight another day with our strength and our senses returned. I'm in no rush to return back to the Weir. We in have ways that feels like where our problems began. So, from what little you've you've gathered, I think as a party that the Gem of Tides is responsible for. I believe this information was shared was responsible for turning oil to water and it's now been removed meaning that the town will is currently without a source of water because you have it in your hands well the castle's under attack by giant hulk pixies in my opinion and monsoon cabbage is running amok making an undead army anyway so I'm not exactly concerned about the thirst of the peasantry. Okay. Oh, no, I just, it was an FYI. It wasn't to, to influence your decision-making in any way. The town can survive a night while we recover. I don't think it's going to survive a week if we disappear. We come back and it's going to be nothing but enemies as far as the eye can see. How long was Hope's army to take? don't know we asked the other tiefling to hurry but time goes funny as soon as you're there we have three rations left to share amongst ourselves either way we have to rest hope is useless until this passes 
I can assure that we can rest without any interruption, even should enemies stumble upon us. But if the desire is to return to the weir, that is an option as well. But right now they're fighting each other. They take the rest of the day, let them thin each other's numbers, and maybe we can return the gem before too long. I agree. At the very least, we hide out until Hope has recovered, and then we make a move. I agree, and we could all use the rest. Long okay, rest! I believe, you've been, I believe you guys have been a little bit, but didn't you guys rest really recently? We had a mini one. Short one. It hasn't been long, but I figure whatever we do, we will spend the day in here. Like, we may not be laying down to go to bed, but we're certainly not going to go out and try to adventure for the rest of the day. Yeah. Okay. We advance in short rest instances until hope is coherent? Yeah, I mean, we can tell you what we do all day, but it's not... Okay, so you're going to you're gonna burn time, basically, like till you can get the long rest and yes. then... Yeah. yeah, this is not just like long rest now, but okay, perfect. So, um, you guys set up camp. You guys do whatever activities you want to get up to. Is there anything that you want to do during the time before long rest occurs? Just individual. If there's a book to read, basically, or um, at some point during it, Stanley would approach Nat Nash. Nash. I'm sorry about Pod. So am I. You gotta understand, by this point, Nash is dealing with phantom feet. He just feels her weight there, even though she's not there. It's driving him crazy. He was way more attached to her than he thought he was, and her her loss is made even greater by the fact that much of the time, I wouldn't even notice she was there, and then be reminded suddenly that she was, and now I'm annoyed that I that I took her for granted. So I, so I'll say, Stanley, we have to, we have to get this beast out of you. Well, I would be the first one to volunteer. I just don't know how. You know of no way to remove yes, his when influence? I die, I'm sure something will happen to him. But for all I know, he goes into another one of you. Or he goes into another elf nearby. Or he goes back to a realm beyond and returns even more powerful. I don't know. Even he doesn't know. I know he's not afraid of my death. And that's the part that concerns me. He doesn't want me to die. But it certainly doesn't concern him. And as far as you know... If we destroyed you, it would destroy him. But there's no way to there's no way to keep you safe in a in that scenario. You go with him. I would die for certain. I don't know what would happen to Diane Talis. I think he knows this. Of course he does. And the bet he's making is that we'll never we'll never take you down. Is he hearing me when I say this right now? Yes. Well, hopefully he hears this. 
I don't know when, I don't know how. But I'll find a way to avenge the death of Pod and all the horrible things he's done. But I won't do it at your expense. I don't know how Thank it'll you. happen, but Stanley will live. And Diane Talish, if you're listening, I, we will find a way to kill you, to remove you, to end you. He's listening. Good. Little piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, there might be some way to contain Dientalus. I don't know. It'd be interesting to figure that one out. Mm -hmm. Regardless, Nash, um, I know it's a loss. And I'm going to tell you the thing I'm having the hardest time with is we've been betrayed so many times and I have tried extremely hard to say we should look for the good we should believe in other people we should try to be better we should try to be the heroes that Varel for some reason wants to call us and every time Diane Talis is there in my ear telling me what a fool I am and earlier today I got proven a fool once again. Now I mourn the loss of Pod, I mourn the loss of Buttons, I even for some reason mourn the loss of Tedna. But he's also not entirely wrong. Explain. How different would this have gone? if we had dealt with Buttons right away? How different would this have gone if we hadn't adopted every wandering lost cause we find out in the Waste? Well, you won't find me arguing there. That's where we found the cats, where we found Tedna. I'm talking about Pod, too. Yeah, but Pod, this wasn't her. I know you care about her, Nash, but we spent more time fighting her than the people that were shooting at us. That wasn't her. She didn't do it. That's not her idea. She didn't turn herself into that. Pixies don't have an innate monster button they can just push. This was done You're to her. She could have. They could have just as easy. when it comes to things being done to them against their will, Nash. I understand. But at a certain point, even I have to look in the mirror and decide whether what I'm doing intentionally or not, is a benefit or a detriment. Now, Dian Talis, for all his problems and all my ire towards him, is still trying to help us achieve our goals. That's the only reason I'm here. If I thought you or Hope or Varel were in any danger, I would be gone. You wouldn't see me anymore. I'd rather die out in the waste than put you all at risk. And if Pod felt anything like how I feel right now, I think she would have told you the same. Well, nothing will bring her back. No magic I'm aware of. No, but we can do right by her memory. 
and we can keep your word, and we can set the rest of them free. Then that's what we'll do. You can't commune with her the way you did with the cat, right? There's no body. Well, then we don't have much choice. But I would prefer to see that through. She's obviously not the only one that's been enslaved. Perhaps not the only one that's gigantic and trying to kill in the name of some evil plan. We Putting a stop to that not only saves the Pixies, but perhaps saves a greater portion of our mission. We will deal with Monsoon Cabbage. We don't let him get away with this. Well, then I'm with you. I can't say I'm with your other half. When he comes around, I kind of want to kill you if you want my tr the truth. Can't say I fault you, Nash. All, I, all that keeps us from doing it, I think, is that we know you're going to come back out. I don't know. I, don't, I can't speak for Varel, but I, I worry. Well, I don't even know where to start with Varel. Honestly, I'm trying to avoid him. Well, he is perhaps at his wit's end. I assume we're saying this out of earshot of Varel. What I'm doing. I mean, unless he's lurking. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are all in a small room together. Oh. oh, I thought this was while we were going about our day. Yeah, I did too. Well, you're going about your day, but you you hunkered down in the bureau. Uh, Hope is falling asleep. Varel's just sitting in the corner staring at you. And <laughs> you... <laughs> well, Nash, now that I look around the room, I don't think I'm doing a very good job of avoiding him because he's right there looking at me. Well, And you uh, you feel a bite on your ankle, Nash, as you do this, and Bok Bok's now bitten your ankle and is now biting it. You take three points of damage. Ah, you piece of little, you shitty little thing. Varel! Call off your freaking uh, rat. He's biting my leg. He's still very high. <laughs> <laughs> but I apologize for my ward. And I'll grab him and pick him up and I'll go into uh, I'll go to Hope and Hope, may I enter your bag? <laughs> she's stoned too, Varel. Yeah, she's asleep. But what was the damage? Sorry, four? Three. Three. Hope I meet no intrusion, but I'm entering a bag. <laughs> and I'll dig into her bag, find one of the three left uh, spider rations, and give one to Bok Bok. Okay, and so he he contently goes, Thank you, Varel. He starts eating the ration. And I'll stand up and head over to where these two have been powwowing. And I'll crouch down and join them. Your apology was beautiful, Stanley. Thanks, Forel. Something um, troubles me greatly. I have built a life out of thee scrappings of dead, even animals. And what you did this afternoon calls into question everything I know. Are you talking about with buttons? Yes. 
It's, uh... It's not exactly as it seems. It's magic, sure, but... I don't know. I guess, uh, first, what are your concerns? Was he there? Did buttons still exist in that form? No, it's more like... You know how sometimes, after something has passed on, uh, you occasionally strike a nerve and the body twitches. There's movement, even after, as it might be called, the soul has moved on. That was essentially a magical twitch. There's no spirit, there's no soul, it's the pulling of knowledge from the remains of what's there. Like a book that might remain from a past author. Sure. It's comforting. I wish to propose a new plan. As I am this group's Warden, I feel that we must be aware, be more defensive, and it saddens me greatly to not trust in the spirit of men. I propose we write new rules for ourselves and name them the Pillars of Decency. <laughs> Pod, for short. <laughs> oh no that's so good and with these rules we shall govern our upcoming interactions as we enter new towns and meet new folk we will never trust again pillars of decency yeah I'm writing that down I feel like this would be a good idea keep us all on the straight and narrow least on the same path we have a great task ahead of us and it seems that this world is hell-bent on stopping us from doing it in a dare I say heroic way we're gonna to have to be more careful and I will apologize now for my reckless actions in pursuit of glory We have all done things, Vorel, that we're not proud of. It's been a trying experience for all of us. That's what I was supposed to even be. I wanted a new start. I wanted to find and create civilization. I thought that would be the answer to all this chaos. And we found it, and it's worse. I don't know. I don't know anymore. I think it's worth pu worth pushing through. These are the ideals I left the solar mines for. There had to be a better way. There had to be a better place. And there had to be better people. So if we're not fighting for that, we're fighting for nothing. I felt like we found it in Dust Hill. 
a window of it. It wasn't perfect. It was a small place full of rubes and idiots, but they functioned. Nobody was really trying to do anything too awful to one another, except for maybe the Hillmaster, I guess. It's even there you find the problem, but it felt like it was working. I will gather pens and paper from this desk and await mm -hmm. Hope's consciousness. Alright, so she'll need a long rest to to recover from the pixie blush uh, high, which she's already sleeping, so, you know, there'll be a solid 16 hours of sleep, I think, from her. Um, so do you guys just want to proceed with a long rest and move on uh, to the next, uh, the next day from here? Yeah, uh, I mean, when we get to sleeping time, I will cast Tiny Hut as a ritual. Just, explain, I mean... Explain for everyone how that works. We're pretty fortified, but a 10-foot radius immobile dome of force springs into existence around and above you and remains stationary for the duration. The spell ends if I leave its area... Nine creatures of medium size or smaller can fit inside the dome with me. The spell fails if the area includes a larger creature or more than nine creatures. Uh, creatures and objects within the dome spell can move through it freely. All other creatures and objects are barred from passing through it. Spells and other magical effects can extend through the dome or be cast through it. The atmosphere inside the space is comfortable and dry, regardless of weather outside. And until the spell ends, you can command the interior to become dimly lit or dark. The dome is opaque from the outside, any color you choose, but it is transparent from the inside. Excellent. That sounds pretty amazing. Yeah. Too cool. Wait, so is it cloaked? That's effectively a cloaking thing so anyone else would see it and they wouldn't see anything we could only no, see it. they would just see the glow of the dome okay but we would be able to see if people were gathering outside all right no the dome is opaque from the outside but on the inside it's transparent so you can right. see out like a window but they see it like a wall yeah they can't see in it's like an interrogation yeah. room in a cop show yeah yeah, yeah. exactly Sweet. Well, you cast Tiny Hut, and everyone either makes their way in or is carried in, depending on their level of incapacitated. <laughs> and eight hours goes by. Um, now, you, so you can recover, you can long rest, recover your sheets. Um, Stanley, I didn't know if you want to give the items to Hope at all. Uh, yeah, once she's up and got her faculties back about her. All right. So maybe as soon as Hope, you open your eyes finally after a long rest and you feel disoriented and hungover, Stanley comes up to you and drops a pair of revolvers and a belt on top of you. Hope? Hope will just look up very hungover looking. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure how much of yesterday you remember, but uh, you did it. And to the victor go the spoils. And I'll look down at the revolvers and start messing with them. Alright. Nice. You start messing with them, you notice immediately that they are very clean and black looking, and they have 
a de demonic presence to them. Uh, you can begin investigating these items. These are, this was the item that Ketobalpray said that he had promised you finally in your hands. He said Jolt was carrying. Um, on your inventory screen, you should now have the revolvers named Fox and Scully <laughs> added to your inventory. And Smokey's ammunition belt, along with several different types of ammunition that the belt can produce for you. Cool. Uh, they're quite long, but I will read the the background on them for everyone. On Fox, he's one of a pair of legendary Kincaid and Hodgins 50 cal revolvers that belong to a famous Earth general from an ancient time before the Scorching. The revolver is made with undiluted dragon heart metal, so it is black obsidian. While the metal of the ancient gun looks as if it was freshly made, it has a brown leather cowhide grip that is extremely worn and abrasive. There are small uh, and worn gold flares along the barrel and ammo cylinder. There's a switchblade embedded in the grip that can be used to make melee attacks. Now, the abilities on this guy is that it's magically balanced, so uh, it has perfect weight distribution, allowing for steady, reliable aim even in hectic situations. Making a ranged or melee attack with Fox adds plus two to attack rolls. Uh, it's made with dragon heart metals, so it does not warm when it's fired, and the gun remains cold no matter how much it is fired. Uh, the metals magically absorb recoil and do not require cleaning and does not jam. Uh, there's a hidden switchblade, which we talked about, and then each fox of Scully has its own ability. So for Fox, it's the truth is out there. The dragon metal, <laughs> the dragon heart metals emit a small amount of mana wave radiation, allowing an attuned wielder to gain true sight up to a range of 120 feet until your next turn after scoring a critical hit on a creature. Oh. Scoring multiple critical hits don't do anything. So if you score a critical hit, you gain true sight to the start of your next turn. Uh, or sorry, to the end or to the start? I think that depends on True Sight. True Sight's a spell, so we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Scully has... It's the same thing for Scully, except her special ability is Cautious Skepticism. And the Dragonheart Metals emit a small amount of mana wave radiation, allowing an attuned wielder to cast True Strike as a bonus action when scoring a critical hit. So it's going to matter which gun you score a critical hit with. You'll gain the benefit of the gun that you score a crit with. Um, the spell must be cast on the target hit. I believe it confers disadvantage. You'd have to look up how true strike works. Okay. Um, the wielder with multiple attacks may cast a spell multiple times per turn, but only the most recent and most powerful version of the effect will remain on the target cast. I believe true strike gives you advantage on attack rolls against the target, if I'm not mistaken. All right. And then Smokey's ammunition belt. That's a belt you can wear. Um, it does not wear and tear. It has a quiet resilience. It's a tremendously well-worn cowhide belt. was said to belong to a famous Earth general before the ancient time uh, for the scorching. The belt has two holsters made for a pistol or revolver, a pouch containing ammunition, and a few other clips to hang tools and pouches from, and a hidden button just on top of the buckle. So the pouch is called the Devil's Pocket. It contains 12 of Smokey's ammunition. The type and caliber of the ammunition depends on what you wish. So all you have to do is think about the type of ammunition you want, and it'll appear in your hand. Uh, the choices are explosive shells, which you've seen in action, obsidian nails, puckle rounds, radiant darts, rock salt shells, spider tears, tasing bullets, and zerdalium shells. Now, I'm not going to go through all the effects. It's going to be up to you to study it, but zerdalium sh uh, shells in particular 
uh, form warps in the fabric of reality that cause people to be sucked into a 10-foot radius. And if you can somehow figure out how to shoot 10 of them in the same spot within two seconds, within two seconds, which is very hard to do, you can form a sphere of annihilation. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. The other thing on the belt is that is a thing called Smokebee's Requiem. There's a hidden button on top of the belt, on top of the buckle of the belt. When activated, you can cast fog cloud on yourself. Basically, it's a ninja, like, you can shoot out a burst of cloud around you. And um, you can, sorry, during combat, the belts work and pure up to six bolts from any type and load them during combat for the cost of one action. So at most, you can get 12 bullets out of it per day, and it resets at dawn. So you can't get infinite bullets out of this. Yeah, there you go. You now have so we have two of the two of the three artifacts promised by Katobal Praith. One being Nash's dragon metal heart. The second being your dragon metal guns and belt, and the last being a secret object for Stanley. Oh my god! Those sound amazing. I'm so excited. The truth is out there. And so that should, if you refresh your character sheet, you should see them all in there. You probably have to do a bit of managing, but... Got him. Your list is becoming quite long because you have five pieces of... I have so many guns! <laughs> By the way, during that encounter, it also come to your attention that they were eavesdropping on you, right? And that's how they came to know all the information on the radio. Uh, it occurs to all of you at that point that no one's done an investigation to find out what the source of that is yet. Oh crap! Likely still right. being eavesdropped upon. All right, uh, we should probably take out that radio. Okay. Uh, Hope, I believe you have the radio that we're oh. probably broadcasting with. Um, I, I, I'll look through my bag, and I don't have it anymore. Oh. Where'd he go? Wait, who does uh, have it? I mean, I yelled on it. Is it? It's not the same one I yelled at uh, to. Cat. You had the walkie-talkie. Oh, 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 well, you have the walkie-talkie still. Yeah, but the walkie-talkie. Oh, I thought that was the radio. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, sorry. the short. I think he, uh, John's referring to the shortwave radio. Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. So I'll clear my pack, pull it out, and hand it over. You hand it to Stanley. Wait, haven't you switched over to Diantalus? No, Diantalus did not take over this morning. Oh, is it because you don't sleep anymore? Uh, no, it is because uh, Diantalus saw Varel come after him, and he's won a victory for the moment, so he's more than happy. Oh, Diantalus is scared like a bitch! <laughs> he's more than happy to let Stanley run things for a while. All right. All right. Um, okay. So you have the shortwave radio in your hand, Stanley. Have we gone to sleep uh, yet? Not yet, right? No, this would be the next morning. Technically. Oh, it this is the next, next morning. morning. Okay. Yeah, you can long rest yourself. All right. <laughs> Does anybody want to say anything to anyone who might be eavesdropping before we destroy this thing? I'm going to take my kingdom back, and you're all dead. <laughs> Jeez. Monsoon Cabbage, consider this a declining of your offer. You're next. Next time, send better. You're talking to the radio? Yeah, 
I mean, it's, I, I don't know if they're hearing it. I don't care. <laughs> so you have a knowledge of radios because they exist in this day and age somewhat on cars and things like that. Radio, you can't transmit your voice over. Well, how are they hearing us? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, how are they eavesdropping? Do you want to make a roll? All right, let's use a knowledge check. <laughs> uh, pick a knowledge. History, engineering. We'll do history. It's 11. So your sense is that things that are broadcast over radio, like if you has music in it, might require a cassette tape. Something a recording's on, but for live radio broadcast, it would require a broadcasting device of some kind. Shortwave radio would be the receiving device. So you could use the radio to perhaps locate it by moving it close to a mic and producing feedback to figure out where the microphone is. Oh. Oh. So we should just destroy it. No. We need to find the microphone. We need to find the microphone. Hey, we're all podcasters here. We know how this works, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Clearly not. Have you ever I'm seen us try to troubleshoot thinking. audio issues? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, okay, well then, I guess that cool thing, none of that happens. Uh, I'll start moving. I'll turn on the radio and mm -hmm. start and moving you're, it you're... around. <laughs> Right. Silent Hill style. So you realize you're going to have to turn the dial and find something. Right? All right. We'll start doing that. And then you can stop at a point where it gets quiet. Hello. Hello. All right. I'm going to start moving right, the radio around. Moving the radio I'm not around. saying this, Bo. This I'm not saying this, Bo. This is me. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, I will. I will pick up. It, it, it pains me greatly, but I'll pick up Maw Storm. Say, have you betrayed me? <gasps> have you betrayed me? To the to, to Maw Storm, you're talking to him. Yeah. I'll <laughs> take the radio over to the sword and hold it up. Okay, you hold it up, and you don't hear any feedback or any sense that it's closer. All right, I'll take it over to Nash. Nash, your robes. hold it over by him. <laughs> I'll open up my. I'll hold the cloak out and go. Here, check, it. check it. Check it. Check it. Check it. Check it. Check it. You can check my check ball. It, check it. You can check, check my, my ball. You can check my ball. My magic ball. You can check my ball. My magic ball. What else did we get? Oh, I take it over by Hope's arm and leg. Hope will stand right. up. As you move it towards Hope and go near her leg, you hear feedback as it gets closer. And there's something you've detected from her leg, possibly. Jeez. I'll start looking through my leg to see if there's something that doesn't quite look right. An engineering skill check, please. Is that wisdom? Yeah. Okay. That's uh, for 17. Um, okay, so you begin lifting up parts and pieces, unscrewing things, just with your thumb looking open and be feeling around with your fingers, see if you can't find anything, and then you sort of scoop out something, like a little device. It's circular. Looks like it has a grid on it, and you're familiar with mechanics. It doesn't look like it's used for any purpose in your leg, and you have it in your sort of two fingers as you hold it up, and you 
go to speak closer to it and you hear the voice louder in the radio and you found the mic crush it in my metal <laughs> hand you crush it and the radio goes to we already said our piece I, I'm assuming at this point. Yeah. <laughs> what we said happened but it may have taken a few more minutes yeah there was a little awkwardness after it sounded really cool and then instead of ending there was a lot of now where hold on let's try this i can't believe we so were it would bugged, seem man. it would seem that the bug was pl planted in there since you were had surgery done to you hope since or at the time at the time of likely great i'll do one more pass through the radio just make sure it doesn't pick up anything else you do okay uh investigation check please Uh, ten. Spend a considerable amount of time checking radio stations, checking locations, uh, and in your estimation, you're clean and no one's eavesdropping on you now. Or monsoon isn't eavesdropping on you now. Well, it's a fair guess that monsoon knows what our plan is. Do we stick with it or do we proceed or change it I should say well it seems like a good opportunity to throw him for a loop but I am no tactician he knows we have the stone of tides gem of tides and he knows we're still around though probably not a hundred percent sure where he knows he can get here by the tunnels he knows we were planning to come back up today. I guess the big question is, was he invited in? If he wasn't, he can't get in this place. Unless he's got someone else. Now, the owner of the keep currently would be the Suckmaster Din, the We'd ruler have to of kill this him. place. Yeah. Well, right now we are a third party to two warring factions. On one end, we have Monsoon Cabbage and the Principal. On the other, we have the Suckmaster and his gang. And now, when we left things last night, they were fighting each other. We don't know what the status of that is going to be. But I certainly like our odds fighting two opposing factions than one unified one although it does effectively double our enemies for the moment what's the easiest way for us to surveil the damage to see what came of that fight we can sneak back up take a look see what we can find out I don't believe we said anything too specific about how to get in here so, maybe for once we are the ones who do the betraying. We could always try to align ourselves with one faction, wipe out the other, and then when we get our army, finish off the second. It's not exactly the most honorable method, but I also am not excited about the four of us facing two armies. When will our army be here? We don't know. Yeah. Hope you have no idea. 
No. You're not hearing any magic whispers or any kind of weird, dark energy telling you what's going on about it? I mean, I'm not hearing whispers anymore. There were a lot last night, though. What were they telling you? Uh, just the usual. <laughs> Hope we'll kind of go quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Tiefling secret. <laughs> <laughs> I like the plan. Pharrell, how does that sit with you? It is a little, uh, as he said, dishonorable. I don't like the idea of any alliance anymore. Even one that we mean to betray ourselves. We can certainly oppose both. Take advantage of the confusion. But I also think we need at least some idea of what's happened up there. For all we know, we walk up there and find a keep full of ravaging giant pixies stomping around the place. And Softhead got away, which means he's probably told somebody. Well, we could do a little recon and I could send... Oh. (laughs) Never mind. I look down sullenly. (laughs) (laughs) We've all lost people, Nash. It's okay. I know. I think I might have loved her. Not in a romantic way, but I don't know if this makes any sense, but like a father, like a a parent or a guardian. She's as close as I've ever had to anyone who depended on me. And I failed her. Yeah, she didn't fail anybody. No one knew that was going to happen. I won't fail her people, though. And you know, it's nice kind of knowing, as weird as this sounds, there's a little bit of her and all of us now. (laughs) It was a tender moment when you said that thing. (laughs) Because you breathed her in, see? Yes. Okay, all right. (laughs) Strangely, that doesn't make me feel any better, Nash. (laughs) little bit of podding all of us well then I don't see any reason why we don't go with Stanley's plan and first things first we need to know what's going on up there well I know how to get up to the dungeons and we know through the crypt that will lead to another part of the fortress Mm. Crypt was to lead to the gem, yes? Yeah. Which we would need to put back. Because if people die out there, he could Monsoon could raise an army of undead. Right now they're only a few hours without water, but who knows how much longer they're going to last. Your tiefling friend, what did he say of Monsoon's betrayed lover she's not a tiefling anymore she's a a medusa is that our wild party is that the third faction (sighs) apparently she's a monster now 
A monster who might want revenge on Monsoon Cabbage. She might. Well, if we're going to go up against a Medusa, at least from the lore that has been spoken, we may want to prepare ourselves in that regard. I would recommend taking something reflective with us. I've I got you covered. The mirror. Yeah, I got I got mirrors. I got mirror patches. <gasps> hmm. Maybe we don't bust them out until we're there. But yeah, I've got. <laughs> I've got patches for mirrors on this fancy cloak of mine. Where the hell well, is it? Well, should that be our next step then? We sneak back up and we head for the crypts. Yes. Yes, I'm done facing two-faced monsters. Let's ally with a real monster this time. Varel will find lemon tree up there. I believe so. Perhaps some Georges as well. As he says that, I, I kind of softly squish the doll that belongs to George's daughter in my pocket. Ew. Well, I'm just squeezing it. <laughs> Not like molesting yeah. it. <laughs> I know, it's just creepy still. <laughs> That's a good reminder. I gotta get that to her. That's a thing. In fact, Stanley and I kind of have a pact. We have to go do that at some point. If she lives right. without the water. Yeah. Alright, so what would you like to do, party? Have you conferred and made a decision? To yeah. the crypts. To We're the crypts. going to the crypts. Okay, very good. So, uh, you p pick up your belongings, all the things that you need to dispel the tiny hut. And make your way into the hallway, and rather than go to the chute that leads up uh, into the prison, um, you decide instead to turn to the left and open up the secret doorway in the middle of the hall. I believe Nobieri showed it to you, right? Yeah, he told us yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, so you open it up, and the the cave walls part, or not the cave walls, the stone walls part, exposing another cave cavernous area. What is the march order for everyone? It's only single file. Alright, I'll be in front. Mm-hmm. I'll be behind Pharrell. Stanley. Uh I'll tuck in behind him. Unless unless you'd prefer to. Oh. No, no, I can take the back. Okay. Then I'd assume Bok Bok would be on my heels. Yeah, Bok Bok's near to you. Alright, so you move forward through the hallway. It extends for about 50 or 60 feet as you move through a large, not a large, but a narrow but old passage. And then you make your way uh, to an end and you see, thanks to your light stone, that the end is looks like there's a large, rather than be cavern-faced, it's like a stone slab in front of you that you can see. Just ends there. Is this another false wall? Can we push it? I'll place a hand on it and push. Place a hand on it and push, and you're able to very slowly, it's quite heavy, move the slab. And as you move the slab, you peer out into the room, and you see there's a large, large room with walls covered with, um, uh, what do you call them? 
Or people put bodies in tombs, I suppose. Oh, a mausoleum. Yeah. Mausoleum. Kind of got that feel to it, yeah. Mm. It's, a lar- it's a large cavernous area. And as you peer out, you see it's a large mausoleum with tombs. And you also see a large statue of a tiefling in the center of the room. Sort of one foot on a skull, the other foot behind, looking fiercely beyond. Um, nice. Is there any writing anywhere at the base of the statue? Can't make up too much more detail from the crack in the slab that you've pushed out. Oh, okay. Can it open anymore? But we're inside. What's the plan? We fight whatever shows up and we move on. And if it is the tiefling woman, we strike our deal with the Medusa. All right. I'll slide open the slot. Uh, You open up the slab uh, completely and then you walk out into the crypt area and you see that there are tombs all along both walls. And it's a large room. The ceiling's maybe even 60 feet up. It's, It's just large space. It's covered wall to wall with the tombs. And you realize that what you've walked out of was underneath a statue itself. You sort of turn around and see another tiefling standing up there in a suit of armor. It's a stone carved statue and the base of it is kind of the secret passage entrance that you've opened up. And as you look down the hallway, you see it travels for hundreds of feet down. Uh, It's quiet in this area. There's no torchlight. There's nothing lighting the place. It's quiet. You don't see any assailants in this room. Cool. Before uh, we go too, too deep, I want to roll a perception to see if I notice any uh, traps or trap-like objects. Okay. You want to look around for traps? Yeah, uh, 23. Okay. You take a look around, peering with your dark vision and you're in the 60 feet range where you are from what you can see. You don't see anything that jumps out uh, to you as a trap or a mechanism for a trap. Seems safe. Hmm. I mean, we don't know for sure that this creature guards the crypts. We know the crypts lead to the sewer which led to the throne which led to the gem. I believe. That's what my said. If Dashington was able to make it to the gem, perhaps he had another route, but we should proceed cautiously. But it may be a while before we run into anything. All right. Is there are there any bodies in the room that don't appear to be part of the uh, tumory, like a like a dead guard or a body out of its slot? Uh, no, there's nothing that appears to be opened or left uh, unsettled. Okay, or disturbed. All right, then I'll start walking us forward into the okay. main chamber. Uh, so you guys walk, uh, looking on either side and seeing all the names. Uh, hope you observe many of the house names that you've seen from the book that you read. Um, mentions of Poxus, mentions of uh, Nobieres, and all the different names we discussed. Uh, you don't see any Akmenos, though. But you, as you walk by the statue of the great tiefling in front with his head on the skull, you see that it is a tribute indeed to a Ronald 
Akmenos, king and founder of Tietkala, father of all. And, um, and you know, you sort of take that in as it's, according to Nobieri, your depiction of your ancestor. And it's hard to tell what he might have been like in life uh, in terms of size because the statue is maybe 20 or 30 feet tall and it's large, but he's wearing a suit of armor and has a sword like sheathed on the side and is sort of looking with a hand out like this over at the horizon in kind of an exploratory pose, but with a skull underfoot. So still kind of this element of conquer to it. Um, you move uh, along the hallway, I was taking this all in. Uh, you see that there are three or four more statues from various different houses of people that have been tributed in this way. And as you approach, you see that there's an exit that forms into a cavernous passage beyond. Cool. All right. All right. So um, as you near the cavernous exit, you notice that uh, to the right, the cavern forms into stone and brick again with a stairwell leading upwards. It's a large, wide staircase, maybe 20 or 30 feet wide. Looks formal and looks kept and then to the left you notice that there it's a more cavernous direction and you can actually see from the ceiling pipes leading from the ceiling and running down that particular cavern and from that direction you kind of hear the running of machinery and engineering something running down that end like perhaps there's some kind of machine room down that way we should put the gem back Put the gem back and stage a ambush. Someone will come to address it, surely. There's always a chance. Something I've been considering as we've moved through here as well is we certainly have the patch plan for if we encounter some creature that can turn us to stone, but... Uh, didn't they indicate that that was one of the better ways to deal with the vampires? If possible, wouldn't it be a fitting end to Monsoon Cabbage? I believe he hasn't, you know, he's been alive as long as he has because I'm sure he's quite powerful. Maybe the best way to defeat him is to imprison him in stone. I like that idea. Yes, fitting. If we can't form an alliance, uh, didn't they say something about removing the head? Hmm. I think that's true. I'm having a hard time remembering what we were talking about. <laughs> All you got back from your teammates is... Hmm. Yeah. Well, I wasn't there. Yes, let's make it. I, I wasn't. I wasn't there for your vampire yeah. orgy thing, so I didn't hear. What about the Twilight books, when dude? Was the the orgy? Yeah, well, no. Look, I had Twilight, and they didn't talk about heads getting severed. It was all about sparkly daytime vampires, shitty stuff like that. <laughs> Which direction do you choose? Well, we chose the pipe direction then. Okay, so you begin, uh, everyone makes their way left, begins walking down this cavernous area, and you see that steps are actually sort of these steel steps that are graded, it becomes like a very industrial kind of area, 
um, with pipes overflowing. And you enter into this machine room, and it becomes very loud where it's hard to hear each other. You see large pumps on either side and water being uh, presumably moved throughout it. You hear like a dum 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 large machinery as you make your way through. Bok Bok doesn't like it. He sort of puts his hands up to his ears and he's like, ah! Doesn't care for the sound very much. Um, so there's these, this is steel catwalk that you can walk across that takes you over pipes. It seems to descend and move into uh, another room that you can't see. But it descends from stairs. So uh, do you want to continue or? I think we keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's do, do a little spying, though. Yeah. Make sure there's no. I'm looking for traps or bodies of any kind. Okay. A one. <laughs> no, you see nothing. It looks. It's about as safe as safe. you've ever seen. It's about as safe as you've ever seen a human settlement be. Excellent. And you make your way quietly down the stairs and um, into a little passage. That has these open doors, and as you see the room, you see that it, it opens into a large, grand, circular room, and you see the shapes of figures in there, but unmoving. These silhouettes of people sort of standing. Are they set up in in positions, or are they sort of all like? They're blah. standing. They're standing like in different places throughout the room. They don't appear to move at all. One of them you see from the back kind of looks like that as these statues are sort of all still as you approach. Or people. I mean, I've revealed it. You see statues. Yeah, I'll I'll convey the information back to the group that there are uh, figures of stone in defensive positions. Um, I will roll a repair to see if the machinery is leading toward in that room where we can assume the Gem of Tides would need to be placed. Okay. A uh, 10. All right, so you take a look uh, at your surroundings and surmise that, indeed, there are, there are pipes mainly running through the walls, but you can see where they'd be leading to, likely to that room. But you do see pipes overhead, too, uh, along the ceiling run into that room. Okay, cool. I'll just, yep, nod my head. Confirmation. Okay, so we're proceeding then. Yep, I got the the gem on my back and sword in the other hand. Alright, as you step into this room, you see that it's actually this large sort of circular room. It looks to be like a throne room. Uh, Around it, there's sort of these raised floorings around the side, and you see towards the end stairs that lead up but instead of the top of the steel, a large bath, a large pool. And above it, there's this dais that is empty that would appear to hold something atop it. And from the top, you see a large plexiglass tube of oil there. But it appears that there's a shaft at the top, not a shaft, but a valve at the top that's been closed off. So there's just, you just hear like a whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop, water as it kind of drips in various places, but there's a pool in the center. And all around this area where the throne is raised, where the pool is, you see statues of stone tieflings. Some of them raising their hands like this in terror, others shielding themselves this way in various ways, in various forms of frozen terror, as if they were caught in their moment 
just as they realized they were about to die or be exploded in some form of extinction, perhaps turn to the very stone that they are, given the tale that you've heard from Monsoon. There are hundreds of them, presumably all his vampire brethren, now turned to stone in this chamber. Uh, if I go up to one with its... Um, is there one with its mouth open? Sure. <laughs> and can uh, you look in the mouth and can you see sharpened teeth? You see sharpened teeth. Okay. Shall we go up and put it in? One of us, all of us? This would be the creature's den, by my assumption. Still, it seems very strange how it seemed to hit all of them at once. It's odd to me. You know, you would think that if it was a creature skulking around, catching the gaze of people, they wouldn't all be focused at one central location, necessarily. I mean, maybe they were all watching something when it happened, but... Still, something seems odd to me. As you say something seems odd, the doors behind you close. You're tink, 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 tink. And then from behind the pool, you see a silhouette in the darkest shadow. With your dark vision, you actually see it much more clearly. A woman walks gingerly forward, nude but for a cloth covering just where her breasts are and down to her. It's like this sort of like very revealing, barely clothed woman, green, gray, flecked skin, and her hair, the silhouette of her hair appears to be dancing. And she, she walks into, as she walks into illumination, you know she has a pair of aviators on. <laughs> Sweet. I am, I am not nice. looking at her. Walks into the center of the room and she says, I see we have guests. It's time for a chat. And that's where we'll end it for today. <laughs> yeah! Um, uh, Aviator Medusa Lady. I love it. Yeah. That makes me so happy. That's a cool look. Yeah. I wonder if, though if that's going to be a problem. Well, whatever. We'll see you next week. Well, I guess that's her version of the rap, so she's being peaceful right now. Yeah. She's got a... Uh... Sick aviators on instead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't mind saying that. We'll clear it up last. Uh, we'll clear it up next week. But yeah, the aviators would keep her from turning people to stone as long as she's yeah. Sweet. Oh, oh, okay. I was thinking the other way that we couldn't, like somehow maybe that blocked well, her from she, her reflection or she something. She can see. But... She can see, but it would like absorb the magical eye energy of her turning people to stone. Cyclops. Until she gets, like, it's yeah. like Cyclops. But then yeah. she does like a flirtatious thing, so where she's like, Oh, oh no! That's why she's half naked, so you're not even looking at her. That's right. That's exactly right. Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm very excited. All right, cool. Never fought a Medusa before in any context, so. This and we be... may not. Yeah, we may not. Who yeah, knows? We might be friends with a Medusa. Yeah, maybe she'll be the best friend we ever had. Join well, the there's, there's only one way for you, dear viewer and listener, to find out, and that is to tune in to next week's There Will Be Dungeons, Saturday, 3 p.m. Mountain Time, right here at frogpants.tv. All the details, podcast links. Old video links, everything to YouTube, all that stuff is at therewillbedungeons.com. And send us messages. We'd love to read them on the show. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Bo, for John, for Kyle, for Kristen. We'll see you next time.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.